All right, all right, all right, fire them up! Everybody. Welcome. Welcome to the Genre of Your Life podcast, a show all about movies, TV, and the genres that define us. I am one of your hosts, Doug Jones. With me, as always, are my amazing co-hosts and two of my best friends. First off, we have the one, the only, the wonderful, it's Mr. Nick Johnson. How are you today, my good sir? Man, I'm doing pretty gosh darn good today. How are you doing? I'm doing good, my boy. I'm back with my two of my best friends. We have a fun show. I can't wait to hear your Madam Web review. It's going to be a good show, my friend. I feel it in my loins. <laughs> and, and next up on the list, straight out of Chi-Town, get this man a job, everybody. It's the one, the only, it is Mr. Joel Kindlin. How are you today, my good sir? Hey, I'm I'm alive. <laughs> I'm day, I'm, I'm, hey, man. I'm manifesting you getting a job with the power of the podcast. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to get it. this man a job. Get this I man a job. It. Uh, what's, what's that line, Nick, from uh, John Wick 2? And somebody, please, get this, get man, this a gun. man a gun. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there we go. But, and of course, you all are here. Welcome back to the show. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome to the John of Your Life podcast. If you're returning, welcome back. Glad you stuck with us for another week of movie rambling and movie kind of talk and commentary. Uh, as always, guys, you can find the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, YouTube, as well as YouTube Music. We also have a full audio show on our YouTube page, youtube.com backslash Midway Avenue Productions. Whether you're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, or YouTube, follow, subscribe, hit that like button, hit that review button. Please give us a review and rating. We want to hear from you guys. Your feedback means to roll to roll to us. Again, positive, negative, neutral, or just saying hello. Please, I really, we all appreciate the the kind words that we've, we've heard from you all via YouTube or TikTok or even our, our Apple Podcast page. So a bunch of you all kind of review and comment say on the show, which means a lot to us, guys. Seriously, the more feedback we get from you all helps the show grow and continue to succeed. So thank you guys so, so much for your ongoing support. It means the world to us. And don't forget, it's still in our link tree to our bio, link tree in our bio over Instagram. I believe they're still having Dune 2 advanced screening tickets uh, nationwide via WB and IMAX. So look out for that. And if you're going to the Arizona, Arizona screening of that on the 25th, I believe, at AZ Mills IMAX, you see me and Nick say hello. We're not we're friendly. We'll say hi to you. And we can't wait to see Dune 2 with you all. But seriously, guys, thank you so much for your ongoing support. It truly does mean the world to us. All righty, boys. We've got a fun show to talk about. We've got a lot of trailers to talk about. Deadpool and Wolverine. We can talk about the uh, fantastic forecasting. But more importantly, only one of us has seen the apparently the box office hit of 2024 which is madam webb and that is you nick johnson my friend you have seen apparently the movie that people are saying is better than morbius movie that has a 10 percent on Rotten tomatoes nick my friend you saw madam webb how was it <laughs> well <laughs> my goodness gracious I- I do not know if I can necessarily say it is better than Morbius upon having seen it, Douglas. But what I can say is there were elements I enjoyed for sure. Okay. And there were there were certain elements that I particularly, shall we say, uh, uh, did not enjoy, if you will. Um. So... 
the the stuff that I enjoyed about the movie, uh, the choreo, the the action scenes, the fight scenes, those were pretty cool. But it felt like they were like cut short. Mm. Um, some of the the CGI, like it's it's like it's obvious that it's CGI, but it was it was creative, like how they did it. Um, and it was it was um a couple of like surprising scenes. I like they they went in a certain direction i did not particularly expect but it was it was pretty cool what they did um i'm trying not to spoil it but um and there was there was one (laughs) there was a surprise actor slash comedian in this movie that when i i saw him I got like real excited because I, I I really like this comedian and I was like oh wow I can't believe I can't believe that that this person that this person is in it I wonder what they're gonna do with them and like long story short again no spoilers but he's not in the movie for very long and then it was like well what 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 you cast him in it for like what the hell um. <laughs> and like it was it, it was cool to. Because they they kind of extended or expanded the the Spider Man mythology in a very interesting way, but also um, like it's 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 obvious like who some of the characters are, but it's it's still kind of cool how they like incorporated them, but they didn't really feel forced in or anything like that, and they didn't feel like kind of yeah. awkward to, to to be there, which which was pretty cool. Um, I think how they how they showed her powers was was pretty interesting, um, but that kind of that kind of leads into like my dislikes of the movie. It just it felt very like kind of chopped together and a little bit just disjointed, like um, like kind of like uh, like. Uh, like the Flash, matter of fact, where it's like it's it's a it's a solid movie. Like you can watch it and enjoy it for what it is, but it's like I kind of feel like this wasn't like the original version. Like I feel like there were some changes made along the way because it certain points just didn't really like flow correctly, and um, you kind of had to make a leap of logic for for what was going on. Sometimes I don't know if that's the expression, but. Uh, that's what you had to do regardless um but uh like other than that and there there was one character in this movie too like i uh i heard that they they casted this character in this movie and the it's the the antagonist ezekiel sims and he was i got really excited when they when they said he was going to be in the movie because um he was a really interesting and kind of mysterious character from the comics my my older brother Shout out to my older brother. He he let me borrow one of his Spider-Man comics, and that's that was like my introduction to Ezekiel Sims. He was just this random kind of mysterious old man that also had Spider-Man powers, and like he knew who who uh, who Peter Parker was. So it was kind of like, well, who is this guy, and you know all of that kind of stuff. So I was excited to see that he was going to be in the movie, but I, I gotta admit, I, I didn't like what they did with him. And it was just like a, a lot of the movie, like a lot of the di- the dialogue in particular, just fell kind of flat to me. Um, I've, I've heard that of like all the TikToks and reviews I'm seeing, how like people are saying like the dialogue is like laughably like like the room level type bad. <laughs> is that true? Yeah, 
Yeah, it was like like oh, what, no. what what Disney Channel original movie writer wrote this script? Like oh, it was kind of no. like that, bro. Like I was like, <laughs> oh, they, they kept excuse me, <clears throat> pardon me, excuse me, my bad. They kept trying to make it um. They kept trying to make a joke, and I'm like, hey, hey, stop. Because it's just like, it was like, this is not funny, man. It was just so awkward. and But it, like, the, the movie, for some reason, just, you could tell that each joke they they made, they were like, yo, this one is going to kill. Yo, this one is going to kill. Yo, this one is going to kill. Like, they just, like, the movie was just super confident in its own humor, which is baffling because of just how unfunny it was. Like, like you laugh at it, but not because it's funny. You laugh at it because it's just not funny. You know, you like, you kind of laugh ironically at it. Um, that was, that was a humor in this movie. And it was... <laughs> There was this particular shot at the end where I was just like, what? Like, it was like, I, 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 I can't spoil it, but it was like, the, you know, there was when you watch the movie and then when you think about the movie after you watch the movie, you think about that scene at the end and you think to yourself, did they really need that? Like, it kind of just felt like it was <laughs> like... <laughs> It's like nothing really led to this, um, you know, and like some of the, the character motivations were just kind of not really there. Um, you know, it, it just it the, the writing just felt a little bit hollow, but something about the movie makes me wonder, like, is there kind of like like a longer, more fleshed out version of the of the film somewhere? You know what I mean? Because it just yeah. again, it just kind of felt like. We got to get it down in two hours. It, it felt kind of like that. Um, but, you know, I, I got to say, I, I did have fun watching it. Um, partly because of the company that I was with while I was watching it. <laughs> that might have lightened my mood. <laughs> Shout out. But, um, you know, like I was, it was like, overall, I'd probably give it like a C. Wow. You, I feel like that. That's probably the most generous review I've uh, I've heard so far. I mean, uh, uh, a C is pretty is pretty low for me. <laughs> true, true, Mars. true, true, <laughs> true. Yeah, true. but it, it was kind of like like is yeah. is 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 cool for what it is. But I it, like just the the writing for sure was like, yo man, shut the fuck up. Like it was like, <laughs> who talks like this? Oh no, oh, and like. No. The, like this, this, this isn't a spoiler, but the the movie is supposed to take place in in two thousand three, and that's for it's like a whole various amount of reasons, but it's supposed to take place in two thousand three, and this isn't a spoiler because they showed it in the trailer, that scene on the subway where he's yeah. like, man, New York is crazy this time of year. Whatever he says, he's holding a a, a PSP, a, a PlayStation Portable. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Were there PlayStation portables in 2003? Were there PSPs in 2003? No. Exactly. 05. 05. Exactly. Which goes to show that this old 2003 shit was some last minute bullshit. (laughs) Yeah. You know what that is? That's them putting fucking their own 
product placement in their own movies because you know yeah, PlayStation the PSP was announced in 2003 but it came out in 2005 yeah this yeah. motherfucker had a PSP on the gosh darn subway station in 2003 New York yeah, no, that was, that's fucking weird. Well, it's like what the, the fuck? it's like the the the, um, the Tupac movie that all eyes on me. Someone has an iPhone in the crowd. You're like, okay, come on now, right? It's a what, ninety fuck whatever year it was a Tupac movie. No, nah, I call cap on that. I watched that movie. I didn't see nail I iPhone oh, nowhere, bro. I, bro, I, I'm I swear I saw you, bro. Because in high school, everybody was like, no, Nick, there's a there's a uh, there's a really? cell phone in the movie. I was I like, swear I see it. I was, I was like, man, that's cat. And like, I went to Google Images. I'm like, where's the fucking cell phone scene? I went to like YouTube, like, where's the fucking cell phone scene? Like, everyone's telling me. So like, I couldn't find it anywhere. And then I was finally able to uh, to to rent it. And I'm watching the movie, and I, I'm like, okay, there's there's no cell phone scene. Like, did I? I, I must be missing hold something. On, hold I didn't on, see no man. cell phone scene. I missed it there's too, maybe also- then. I swear I saw something. I swear I saw it. I swear. But maybe you I maybe also I gotta realize that when people put out DVDs, they sometimes take out mistakes like that. Yeah, but, but yeah, I, I, I swear okay. I thought I saw. I swear I swear I thought I saw it. But I was maybe, looking too. Yeah, I got. I gotta give. Yeah, I, I got put. I get here. I feel like, Nick. You're uh, Nick, Joel. You're definitely right. They definitely edit stuff out. But also, I tell you what, Nick has a good eye for a lot of things in shows and movies. That I'm like, oh shit, I didn't see that myself. And so are you. You're you're, you're good at that. You're very good at that too. But yeah, I, like uh, like what's what's it called? Uh, Game of Thrones and the fucking Starbucks coffee cup. Yeah, yeah, that, that was that was a big one. Like so, like I remember, like someone said that like, that Jimmy Fox was wearing like Jordans and like that Robin Hood movie, and that was just like it was a shoot. It was just like the the costume how it looked. I like, never it watched Jordan. it. Oh, neither have I. But but like, some people were saying, no, that was debunked. But I, all right, Nick, maybe you're right. Maybe it was an iPhone. But I, th- I thought I saw one. I thought I saw one on there. I swear, <laughs> I thought I saw one. But oh man, but damn, they they legit had a PSP for 2003, huh? Sony, Sony, you ain't slick. <laughs> <laughs> damn. So what? Okay, so. I'm asking you this too because I we haven't seen it yet. Only you. What was like? What was the was the was the audience? Uh, what was the audience like? Was the audience was it, was it a full house? Was it like not a lot of people? Like what was the vibe overall? Man, it was um because because me and my company we sat in the back and it was uh, two people way in the front and then like three seats down from us. It was a family with like three kids, and they was all crying for the whole movie. Oh no! Yeah, so it was kind of like, uh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so you know, uh, none the it was it was um, it was all right, you know, to 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 say the least. The crowd was cool for what it was. <laughs> uh, I I th- I I texted you this on Monday, Nick. It was I came home from my bowling league. And people were legit breaking embargo of how bad it was because the embargo oh. didn't lift until like I think Tuesday afternoon morning. And mm-hmm. when a movie has an embargo lifted the day before, or like, when when an embargo lifts day before a movie or day of a movie, never good sign. Never good mm-hmm. sign. If if a movie if embargo lifts like a week or two before or like a few days prior, it means it means has kind of like the studio believes in the movie. Uh but t- t- day or two before, not so much. 
Uh, mm-hmm. But people were legit breaking embargo after the premiere and the screenings on Monday. And I don't, I, I, I follow a lot of critics out here, out here in you know Phoenix, obviously. And I didn't see any Phoenix critics go to that movie or like review about it. I was like, did AZ not get the screening? But like, I guess they, I guess it was so bad that they didn't want to talk about it. Damn. But it, it was surprising that how many people were breaking embargo just because of how bad it was. And I was like, damn, because I was like, you know, I I, I kind of had hope. I was like, you know what? Because the trailers did intrigue me. And I, can, mm-hmm. I, I probably will go see it with my Regal Pass, live next to a, a Regal Theater. Like, oh, I'm this is the hell of it. But I, I was talking to Joe about this earlier today, too. What's What confuses me, too, is that none of the normal Spider-Man movie people produced uh, Madam Web. Like, you know, Avi Arad is always producing... Spider-Man movies that aren't Marvel stuff. Amy Pascal is always producing something that isn't, uh, you know, that isn't really Marvel, mostly Spider-Man, Sony stuff. And I was like, huh, they don't have, they don't have any Spider-Man people producer-wise, you know, behind the scenes team produce this one. It was Lorenzo Diva Ventura uh, produced this one. And, you know, Lorenzo, he's been, I mean, I mean, where do I begin? This guy has produced like all like the biggest blockbusters, like, literally ever from like transformers uh transformers gi joe the meg uh yeah <laughs> snake eyes <laughs> that too well uh maze runner yeah like a lot he produced like red like he's produced a lot of he's a pretty big oh he, yeah he produced uh four brothers great movie constantine he produced this dude has a really, this, dude, this dude has a great you know, resume in terms of like in terms of like not quality, but like in terms of like the big blockbuster stuff. But I was like, mm-hmm. huh, why why hasn't Amy Pascal or Avi Arad produced one when they usually produce everything Spider Man related in the Sony universe? And I was like, okay, it's kind of weird. But what we talked about right before we hopped on the sh- on the show too is that we all talked about this earlier was that the guys who wrote this movie are the guys who wrote Morbius. <laughs> mm. And you mm, said, mm, mm. And, and you were saying that you heard that they wrote it right after Morbius, correct? Yeah, like it was like they they wrote the the Morbius script and the Madam Web script, like like basically just back to back or something like that. Like it was really close together time wise, because that's just they were just so confident in the Morbius script. They were like, "Yo, give give us something else." LeBron was like, "You know what? Here go two more for y'all." <laughs> But um, <laughs> they were like, we, we need another script. It was it was the Morbius one was just so good. And Wait. it was a <laughs> no, go, no, go, go ahead, go ahead, sorry, go ahead, go ahead, go, keep going, keep going. <laughs> no, but the, and then they um they were like, like you know, uh we need we need Madam Webb. And so then they, they wrote Madam Webb and then you know they uh, apparently like the original plans for Madam Webb were for it to be a prequel to the uh the uh the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies. And huh. then for whatever reason, they changed it. Uh, let's, let's make it a prequel to the Tom Holland ones instead. And then for whatever reason, they, they changed that too. And then they were like, uh, fuck it, just make it 2003. And, um, you know, yeah, it's, it's just, it's another Spider-Man universe. It's just completely separate from everything oh, else. Jesus. Oh, um, so... Yeah, so uh, oh, we shall see. But there, there was some interesting stuff in it that, like, without spoiler, without spoiling anything, 
it's like I I do kind of want to see how that ties in with everything else, or rather some other specific things that we've seen so far. You, you know what I mean? So, right, right. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll I'll say that about it, and you know if hey fuck it, if they made Madam Web Part Two, I'd probably watch it. Maybe. <laughs> I I got three I got a couple of things for y'all and I, and I, Joe one of these is the Spider Man being bought back by Marvel thing, but th- yeah. th- 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 three things real quick. What makes me laugh is that Dakota Johnson was doing press and they'll ask her like, so like you seen the movie right? She goes, nope, haven't seen it before. Nope, haven't seen the movie. Probably won't ever watch it. I'm like, what what like. Huh? That's crazy. Cause dude, she she did yeah. the ad. She was like, she's like, I could see the future like Madam Web. Not only are you gonna see the movie, I think you're gonna see it twice. Yeah, like yeah. that was that's an actual yeah. ad, bro. So the fact that she's like, yeah. I ain't even seen it yet. Yo, that's crazy, dog. That's Michael crazy. Actors, that's wild. People forget the actors get paid, even if they don't fucking care for a movie, man. So they're gonna say what? whatever. <laughs> hey, yo, what did what did what did Michael Caine say about Jaws two? Jaws two. Yes, he goes. He goes. Uh, he goes. He goes. Never saw Jaws two, but I saw the fucking house it bought me. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I didn't see Jaws two. I saw the house that y'all still built. <laughs> Michael came in the building, ladies and gentlemen. But take a bow. Take a bow. Take a bow. Uh, oh, yo, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I love you in Kingsman. Um, <laughs> um, uh, so, okay, there was that. Okay, that's that. And then uh, she fired her agent like a week after the movie came. No, no. She fired her, she fired her agent like, when the trailer came out, apparently. Like, she fired Ooh. her talent agent. <laughs> like, that's crazy, man. This was, Yeah, this was... Well, I know her agency was pissed. Like, we got you Fifty Shades of Grey. God damn it! Dakota Johnson left her talent agency WME for CAA only a week after the trailer for Morbius. Other uh, Morbius, oh, Morbius, Madame Web was released. This is via Variety, and someone said the decision raised industry eyebrows. Bro, I bet you. <laughs> I bet you. Okay, first off, I think things I don't get to is that part. Of my listening part. My second point was that like. Sony, like, if y'all if y'all saw legit how bad Morbius was received, like, it somewhat made money. I think people were like, he was off the heels of like No Way Home, which is one of the best Spider-Man movies of all time. So like, mm-hmm. you had you had that going for you, but it was okay. Sure, that movie came out, but if Sony legit went into production after Morbius, like you said, Nick, if the script's already being written, if I was Sony, be like, yo, guys. We gotta fucking rewrite this thing. Like, bring in some like new talent. Bring in because like the director of this movie, C.J. Clarkson, who I don't know her her history that well, but she did the Defenders apparently on for Netflix. And what? I'm like, hmm. yeah, yeah. But see, Defenders was kind of whack though. Oh, sorry, S.J. Clarkson. S.J. Clarkson's her name. I'm S.J. Clarkson. Uh, Defenders. Uh, Jessica Jones. Uh, okay. Okay. Jessica uh, Jones is fine to me. She did two episodes of that. She did a lot of television. Yeah, she, so she's a, she's a television. She's a television director. Joe, what did you say? I said Jessica Jones was boring to me. Oh man, the show on Netflix. Like um, the character was interesting. Don't get me wrong, and the backstory, but overall, the show was just just really slow. Like, but like I like yeah, I, slow burn shows. Yeah, but man, was that show slow? I yeah, was like, like I, I watching didn't, I didn't it. I was like, bro, I'm bored. 
I only watched season one and then two a tiny bit. I didn't watch season three. Yeah, season three is where I fell off. I didn't Not even like see halfway it. through. I didn't even watch it in general because I heard mixed things. I like Kristen Ritter a lot. Um, the, so... the only yeah, keep going. Sorry. No, 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 no. Go, 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 go ahead. I insist. I was just gonna say my opinion, which is that the the only good shows of that Netflix did was Punisher and Daredevil. Everything else was lame. I heard Luke Cage was good, no? Luke Cage was dope. Luke Cage was dope. I didn't season, like season Luke one Cage was a little shaky, I, like in, in the I, second I half of season one, but like all of season two and especially especially the season finale of season two, like that was just it was Chef's kiss, bro. I I didn't really like season, I didn't really like Luke Cage because like I the story was good just the the action was shit because all he did was like throw people against the wall and just one of those just dish, uh, knocked out like I know he's strong but damn really is it so I mean he I was really, throwing him hard I enough wasn't. to get knocked out with the super strength what what what, what more nah. do you need nah motherfuckers hitting motherfuckers hitting drywall and getting knocked the fuck out without even going through it I'm good it, it must not have been drywall then especially if he's super strong you, you just making right, up excuses that's Joe like those flexible ass walls <laughs> okay <laughs> nah okay okay you just hating bro you just hating for some reason I love you just hating for some reason you just watching it wrong man you, you just ain't looking at it Right. I love Luke Cage. Not as cat. How you gonna say that? You was just hating on him. I I hate the fucking show. <laughs> but you were talking about the Luke Cage specifically. You were talking about specifically about Luke the Cage's actions. Was, yeah, the show was shit. Oh, but the character is great. Nah, that's cat. That's cat. The show wasn't shit. Your eyesight is shit. The actor was fantastic as well. I do like him. He's great. Oh, In seven, uh, Morgan Freeman, uh, Joe Tier comment about the actor. He was like. For once, you and I are in total agreement. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, so okay, same again. The writers of that, and it's funny. Joel Smith's TikTok today. It was like this guy was saying, "Check your writers first, guys." It was like these guys wrote Morbius. Again, they wrote Gods of Egypt, uh, Last Witch Hunter, uh, and. What was the other one? Uh, Power Rangers. The Power Rangers. The only reboot. good one they did. Power was Rangers was Dracula good. And, old and Power Rangers, and I am, you know, an odd man out for Dracula. But Power Rangers. People really like low key liked it. I think it, what fucked the the movie up was just probably was it the I don't think it was the I don't think it was the enemy. I think it was uh, what the CGI probably at, oh, at the best. Power Rangers. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw Power Rangers in college with like Moses and few people at the time, and to me, I was like, "Meh." It just it didn't do anything for me. I was like, "It was whatever." I but, I did. I grew up on Power Rangers. I didn't think they did that bad at first, but then I watched it again. I was like, "No, I, I really like it." I think the casting is definitely the casting was definitely there. I just for some reason it didn't click with me the way. I thought it was gonna be. That's that's what being kind of a lot of like. Yeah, the Red Ranger was in Stranger Things. Yeah, and that, and that's kind of like, that was kind of his first big break, and then the girl uh, Naomi Scott, she was a uh, princess uh, uh, Jasmine in the Aladdin uh, Aladdin remake. And that um, whack ass Aladdin remake. <laughs> I still haven't seen. I still haven't seen yet. <laughs> yeah, me either. 
My mom loved day. it. She was like, you need to watch it. I was like, okay, I will. And then never <laughs> watched it. Nah, spoiler alert. Uh, don't watch it. You're going to save yourself some time. Is it uh, not Will Smith? That's hot. That's hot. <laughs> <laughs> like, Will, Will Smith was cool in it, obviously, but it was just like... Oh, my, my main problem with it is they're like, yo, we got Guy Ritchie to direct the movie, but... It doesn't feel like a Guy Ritchie movie. It just feels like yeah, it's weird. a basic uh, Disney movie. So that that's 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 my my main gripe about it. That's weird. I, yeah, like yeah. Why do you have Guy Ritchie? Like that could have been anybody. That movie could have been made by anyone. That any Guy Ritchie. Like not, they're not shooting gangsters in London or mm-hmm. Brad Pitt or like an Irish gypsy. Like what? Um, mm-hmm. So okay. So sit writers. I don't I don't get that personally. So that's my other point. But think my third thing too is that like. This is what I mean. I don't think they're writing Craven the Hunter, and I hope not. I could be mistaken. I think they have other writers on board for Craven the Hunter, but if they are, fuck. Because I was somewhat looking forward to Craven because it's given an R rating. It's uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson, who I like a lot. You got Russell Crowe in there, uh, and I was, I was, I was kind of op- optimistic about it. But now I feel like minus Venom and Venom, let, let there be carnage. Like they're kind of right now, they're kind of shitting their bed right now with these Spider-Man quote-unquote universe movies. Because again, I'm gonna spoil this movie because it's been it's been two years. The ending of Morbius makes no goddamn sense. Mm-hmm. And what's because because there's no way in hell that you're you're, you're gonna use the ripple from No Way Home to transport fucking uh, Michael Keaton as Vulture in there. That made literally no sense. And what. What I remember too was that I was in LA at the time, and Nick, you texted me the, the trailer to Barbius, and I was like, "Oh, this looks pretty, pretty cool, actually," because they had like the they had like the uh, the Spider Man Tobey Maguire mural, like murderer, whatever. Mm-hmm. And we're like, "Okay, cool." They had like the Spider Man, like the Daily Bugle, like logo from like the Tobey Maguire movies, and then the director was like. No, that, that wasn't the movie. What, what are you talking about? Like, trying to, like, deny it, bro? I'm like, okay, bro, don't, don't fucking gaslight us. Like, we saw in the trailer, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on now, bro. Like, whatever. And yeah. that to, that movie, to me, got fucked because COVID and then delays of all these movies and No Way Home coming out after before it, whatever. Like, that movie got screwed over, like, a lot. However, I don't think there was a good movie really there to begin with. However, I do think that if the movie came out the way it was supposed to be for spider-man maybe but i, I don't know because again there's all that all that tease they had of like oh spider-man's this whatever blah, 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 blah. but like there was like no mention of spider-man at all to the end to that stupid post-credit scene with michael keaton mm-hmm. i don't know man that 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 movie's a, a fucking mess but craven definitely worries me because if it's gonna be like these two again i haven't seen madam web yet i'll see it for myself i have my own opinion but like if it's gonna be like from what i'm hearing from you and other people and like morbius that worries me but i don't know i i, I hope not but again what makes me confused is that why are the, the spider-man people responsible at sony are producing craven the hunter but not they didn't produce madam web like what was the disconnect there i, I i'm, I'm kind of like sh- struggling to find out like why why did they skip producing madam web was it that much that bad of a script was that bad of a <laughs> movie it just to me i'm like you wouldn't you want to like again Avi Arad not producing a Spider-Man related movie it baffles me. That's kind of Baffle, wild. Baffles That's me wild. because he, anything not MCU he's a part of. Fantastic Four, <laughs> Ghost Rider, this uh, Spider Verse, you know, uh, Venom movies, and I'm like, yeah, like why? I don't know. It's, it's to me, but 
I'm hoping that we're wrong. I'm wrong about Craven the Hunter. But the big thing is that what I, I bring up, I think we all can agree on this too. Well, I, well, I don't agree on this. I definitely don't think this is the right move is that people are saying, this is why Disney should buy Spider-Man from Sony. No, 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 no. I do not want Sony. I, I don't want Disney buying Spider-Man at all. I, they, ha- they already have the theme park, you know, merchandise for him. I, I do not see Sony selling the rights to Spider-Man and Miles Morales, all that stuff. But if they do... I'm gonna be so pissed, Joe. We were talking about this kind of today earlier on a voice message, yeah. whatever. F- I mean, you know, I agree. It's fuck that. Like, we don't want. We yeah, do not want no. them buying it. They, Here, just, here's like, here's a here's the thing. People really need to hop off Disney's fucking dick because Disney, as a fucking company, has shown us so many times that they are going to fail. And they're not going to do well with a lot of projects. Because at this point, Sony's Marvel movies and shows are failing. No one fucking cares. No one really likes them. They're all done. And with with Sony, if it's produced right and they get good writers, they can do these movies really well. They They honestly, you know, just... They just need to stop worrying about timeline and stop worrying about what other people are doing. And mm-hmm. Sony can kill it in the movie industry because they did, they've done fantastic movies. But Disney has, you know, been losing money, so they're rushing movies and shows. They're trying to buy other companies to tr- try to make up for their massive amount of losses that they've been having. Like, Disney is not a company to be trusted with the 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 uh, the Spider-Man project, especially because we don't can we don't need to continue needing a child-friendly Spider-Man. We don't because Spider-Man is an adult. He needs to go through a lot of things, and the problem with Disney is that they're gonna to continue to try to keep a lot of things child-friendly. You know what I mean? And they, they tried that with Deadpool. You know, and because of Disney, uh, we had to, you know, have like a PG-13 Venom instead of a rated R Venom. And it was still good. They still did fantastic. But, you know, we didn't have the real Venom. Um, And so, like, People need to stop being like, Disney need to buy this. Disney needs to buy this. Like, no, Disney doesn't. What Disney needs to do is calm themselves down and sell some of their fucking property, aka Lucasfilms and a few other things. And just, just, like, at this point, like, I, like, I don't understand the blind faith uh, that people have in Disney. They did well. For time being, they're not doing well now. Yeah. Wait. When you said Deadpool, you mean like the PG thirteen Deadpool they did a few years yeah, ago? Yeah, PG thirteen. They tried yeah, that. That's why I said they tried. That, that was that was a that that was kind of weird just because of like 
they were doing it for charity, but it was definitely a failed experiment. Again, I, 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 they were, they were in the right place of trying, trying to do the proceeds for, trying to do the proceeds for charity. I get it, but also it, it might, it might have been. It was for cancer research, which again, Ryan Reynolds is really passionate about for like his, you know, charity mm-hmm. and stuff like that, which I, I admire him for that. But yeah, I think that also was that that not doing well unfortunately not because of what what it was standing for but like not doing well i think also was like this is why deadpool should not be rated pg-13 it works yeah i think it was also then yeah because probably disney was still probably pressuring them be like all right we really don't want this to continue being rated r oh yeah and so it was probably they were bought at the time fox 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 was bought by disney at that time anyway so you're right they probably experiment so so you know ryan Reynolds was probably just like all right let's just do this let's do it for charity as well to make sure people still want to come see this so it doesn't fail as bad but i also think it, just like you said i think it was ryan Reynolds trying you know show, and you know the production and everything trying to show him like this wouldn't work as a pg-13 fucking film oh no there, yeah, there's a- absolutely so I, I, not so I think that's what they were trying to do with this. Like, even though, like, it was for charity, at the same time, it was just them trying to show, like, yeah, this won't work. Yeah, no. it, it And again, it, it didn't do the way they thought it was going to do. Uh, Nick, I mean, you, it's, it's so, again, I think you and I, we both like the Venom movies because we saw them together. Do you, how do you, how do you feel about where the Spider-Man universe stands right now with Sony and, and Disney, like, how do you feel about it right now as a fan, as someone who admires the Spider-Man movies, too? Like, it's... I don't know, it, it just feels kind of scattered, because, you know, you, you got the uh, you got the, the Tom Holland movies, the Andrew Garfield movies, the the, uh, the Raimi movies, excuse me, and then you got, like, the Sony, um, uh, excuse me, the, the Spider-Verse movies, and like that's kind of like its own thing. And then you have like, you know, the Venom movies and the and Craven's about to come out and Madam Web and and Morbius. And it's like, are these all in their own universes too? Or are they all in the same universe? They're all Spider-Man characters. Which Spider-Man is their Spider-Man? You know, it just feels kind of like disjointed, like they're kind of doing a lot. Um, that's not to say that you cannot enjoy the films or have a good time with the films, because, you know, uh, however you feel about the films, like me personally in general, it's like, you know, I had it's, it's always a fun experience watching it, n- no matter the quality. But um, generally speaking, uh, yeah, it's disjointed, but it's still fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you. Do you. Hmm, with. Craven coming out. Does these last two Spider-Man universe movies were you worry bo- were you about the quality of Craven? Um, what what you mean? So like seeing how poorly Morbius came out to be and Madame mm. Web not being it, does that worry you about Craven? Like this could be the same kind of level as like these two movies. Almost certainly. I knew right from the trailer this this movie was gonna be on some other type of shit. <laughs> bro, like, uh, um, well, first off, spoilers if you have not seen the trailer yet. But like, I'm watching this trailer. Y'all got this motherfucking like big ass uh, look like y'all injected steroids into him, like lion, just kind of like 
<laughs> around there and, and like everyone's kind of like surrounding it and then little 14 year old craven gets like eaten by the lion and in the trailers dad's like yeah leave him to die i'm like yo this motherfucker is crazy uh, <laughs> like that's that's insane that's that's a child that's your child you know so it's like that's that's kind of crazy and then you know um flash forward it's aaron taylor johnson and it's like i, I like aaron taylor johnson too and it's like you know i want to see him in more movies so like with with this movie um, in my opinion, I don't see him as Craven, but it's like fuck it, you know, because I don't see him in nothing else. So, you know, the 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 casting is interesting to me. But, um, it was like okay, so he he has superpowers now. Don't okay, sure. It's like I wasn't expecting that. Don't really know how I feel about it, but sure, it can still be a fun movie. But, you know, I, I will say yeah. this: the 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 dialogue in the trailer, as I choppy and kind of corny and awkward as it was. Um, that was almost all of the dialogue in Madam Web. You know what I mean? So just like imagine listening to that uh, for like two hours. Shit. Yeah. Uh, boy. Uh, but with no. like cool visuals and cool action though. But with I that bad it. dialogue. It's a mix Damn of both. Yeah. The trailer, the trailer, well, I didn't like that the trailer did made it feel like an how can I say this it didn't feel like a villain movie mm-hmm. it more felt like an anti-hero movie I guess like a sort of like a Deadpool type-esque thing yeah but that that's that's what um all of them are doing because when Venom started out he was a villain when they made the movie he's an anti-hero now when yeah. um, Deadpool started is, out I'm pretty sure he was a which, villain now in the movies he's an anti-hero is, now yeah. well actually Deadpool well, with with the comic books of Venom and Deadpool, they both become anti-hero, which is more acceptable. They both become anti-heroes. They don't necessarily start off as anti-heroes. And with Deadpool, that one's a little difficult. He never was really a villain. Because his backstory, the only real time he's a villain, I feel like, is that is the story of when he was still in the group with Wolverine. So he has gone against Wolverine, but overall, like, outside of that, when he wasn't in the group, he was just doing whatever the fuck he wanted. Mm, Okay, you got me. So that's different. I can understand the Venom thing, but Mm -hmm. Deadpool was never, you know, really a villain. It was more just... You know, he was a part of the group. You know, his dad was the leader. You know, and the, of the the whole squad. You know, the fucking commander, the guy that Wolverine does kill at the end. I think, or was he originally? I don't even remember. But you know, Deadpool is a part of that group. You know, they're telling them to, hey, find Wolverine, kill him. You know, he he does that or tries. And but overall, like. Outside of that, he's basically always been an anti-hero. Just doing whatever the fuck he wants. Falling in love with Spider-Man. Shit like that. Spider-Man! Mm-hmm. <laughs> As Willem Dafoe greatly says. Alright, well, I think I think we got a lot. I mean, again, not a lot. But, like, you know, it's definitely curious to see. I don't think this movie's going to do well. This Madden Web's going to do well. But I yeah, I do. No. I think we all agree that I think Sony should keep the rights to their, 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 uh, their golden goose of Spider-Man. Um, but I do think 
going forward. They gotta stop fucking around and stop making movies again. I haven't seen. We haven't, only you see Madam Web, Nick. Only me and Joel have not seen it. But from what I'm hearing, from what you're saying, and from what I saw from Morbius, I again, as someone who also actually really, actually does enjoy the Venom movies quite a bit, actually, uh, I would. I'll probably. I probably hope to have better quality Spider-Man universe movies going forward. Again, mm-hmm. I'm I'm going to be optimistic for Craven, given the people involved. Do I have high hopes for it? No, but you know it is what it is. But I do. I just I like to see Sony keep theatrical rights to Spider-Man as long as they can. Just make better movie. Be better. Like as Ryan Gosling said in Crazy Stupid Love, be better than the Gap. Be better. Be better. Be better than. Be better than this. You know. Be better than these <laughs> these two movies. But I I have hope. But like it, they should have this. And also too, just tie it. These Spider-Man villain movies have a universe of their own, and make Miles Morales your Spider-Man. If you if you can't do Peter Parker, have a Spider-Man. But like just Toby or Andrew. But people are saying too, like why didn't why did Sony that green light making Spider-Man three? But these 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 piece of shit as well as as Matt, as uh, Morbius. And yeah, they're not, they're not wrong. They're not they're not wrong. I'm just I'm just saying. But people uh, on Andrew now. Yeah. They do want Andrew because because uh, people were. They were mean on him when 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 they uh when uh his last two his first was his first I and only have two loved movies them since the first two and Doug can you know yeah. tell you uh, like I loved Andrew when the movies came out that was my Spider Man but he, that but no way home reconfirmed that like people wanted to see more of him but again mm-hmm. from what you're telling me too Nick that like it was supposed to be Andrew Garfield's universe because then it was Tom Holland now from what I'm hearing just it's just its own thing in 2003 where they have PSPs two years before they came out uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but you know again I, I'm looking again I'm, look, I'm not looking forward to seeing it but I'll, I'll definitely watch it and give you guys my thoughts too but yay but I I I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad someone. I'm glad, I'm glad one of us saw it, and I'm glad it was you, Nick. Because I feel like you had definitely yeah. a better inside of this stuff than we did. Um, but keeping the vein of Deadpool and superheroes, yo, let's talk about this fucking trailer, boys. Deadpool and Wolverine. The trailer dropped during Super Bowl Sunday. I, for some reason, we were watching on Paramount Plus at a friend's house, so they never they didn't show a lot of the trailers. Only like the same old cringy ass Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, like Tom Brady, Dunkin' Donuts ad. It was so it was so cringe. But what? like. Dude, mm-hmm. it was this, it's this cringy ass Dunkin' Donuts ad with like starts off with Jack Harlow and Ben Affleck in a car, then it's Ben Affleck, then it's Matt Damon, then it's Tom Brady, then it's J Lo looking embarrassed. It is the most cringe ass commercial I've seen in so long. But like, I don't like that, Doug. It's it's so cringe, bro. <laughs> it's so cringe. And like the look the look on J Lo's face was my face. I was like, yeah, what the <laughs> fuck y'all doing, bro? Like y'all have enough money. Why are you why are you doing this? Why are you like this? Or what, what does Michael Scott say in the office? Why that why are the why are you the way that you are? <laughs> there's yeah. so there's so many why things are you that, the that, way that you are. It was, there's so many things I hate that you choose to be. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I felt, and I was like, "Oh god!" But like, people online talk about like, "Oh yeah, Deadpool trailer dropped, Wicked trailer dropped, Quiet Place trailer, and uh, Twisters dropped." And I was like, "Man, we didn't get shit for on the stream." But I digress. Deadpool and Wolverine, a movie that I think all three of us are fucking hyped for. I uh, cannot the, wait, uh, bro. July twenty sixth cannot come soon enough. This is the re. This is uh, Hugh Jackman coming back after him, quote unquote, retiring from, uh, from <laughs> Logan. Which is now seven years ago, which is hard to believe. Um, and this is the this is first Deadpool movie that we've had, and now going on six years, which is hard to believe since Deadpool two. Um, and this is Deadpool's first appearance in the MCU since the acquisition of Fox by Disney. 
Uh, Nick, start with you, my first, my friend. The trailer, Deadpool and Wolverine trailer dropped. It was it was good. It was a good teaser. How you feeling about it? Are you excited even more? What's your thoughts about it overall? I'm super excited for it. Um, I'm excited to see how they integrate him into the MCU. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I heard theories like, is the MCU gonna at some point be like rebooted and it's kind of like told in some way, like from his perspective? Like some people are saying he's like a nexus being because he's aware that like it's all just like some cinematic universe and like he can break the fourth wall and all of that kind of stuff. But, um, regardless it was like all the easter eggs were cool like they had the tva in it and uh that's from the loki show and especially after how loki season two ended like i'm kind of curious like what's going on with the tva at this point in time like is is loki gonna like you know what what uh, like what mcu characters is loki gonna meet and you know stuff like that um um yeah i'm excited for it i'm kind of surprised they didn't really show like um like Vanessa and and like all of his other friends and stuff like that like they were just kind of only in the in the beginning and then you know you kind of just like obviously it's it's for the trailers to get people hyped but it's like I also kind of wonder like uh how how long are they going to be in it what role are they going to play in it things like that but um I'm excited obviously I'm excited to see Hugh Jackman come back and he's going to be in the yellow and blue Wolverine yeah. suit like Man, I'm I'm excited for that, and I am excited overall to see how they like bring back the X Men because, especially because of the end credit scene from uh, the Marvels, it's like okay, that's kind of interesting, and it's like X Men cameo supposedly. For those of you who haven't seen the movie yet, um... <laughs> so I wonder if they're bringing back a few of the original cast to do like cameos for that, mm-hmm. or if they're all just gonna be in like Secret Wars or something like that. Yeah, that'd be dumb. I think, yeah, I think this movie, I think what this movie needs to do well is succeed so they can do Secret Wars. Because I feel mm. like right now, MCU's in right now not the best state as it was a couple years ago with like, I think Phase 3 and before. Um, but this movie needs to do well for to Marvel for get them to get back their fan base and their core fan base, but also too, to set up their next couple of movies. So I feel like the movie's very pivotal for them in terms of a lot of different uh, aspects and elements. Uh, Joe, as, as the, the biggest Deadpool fan I know, someone who put me on Deadpool during high school, obviously, how are you feeling about the trailer overall? Did you like it? Are you more excited? Like, What are your thoughts on the Deadpool and Wolverine trailer? I am very worried. No, I'm joking. I'm <laughs> fucking excited. I, because here's the thing, and I can, I, 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 I know you have worries, because of how they're gonna do everything with Deadpool and Wolverine, which is a TVA, which, uh, you know, not everyone watched the Loki show, which I highly recommend. It's fucking fantastic. Like, it really is. So, you know, but I don't, but I don't think the TVA is gonna be the big major player that people might think it is. I think it's gonna be like, hey, this is how it's going to be. Like, you know, I think Deadpool's basically just going to be like, oh my God, I can do this, and then go off and do some shit. And then the TVA is just background noise. Um, I don't think Loki is going to meet anybody because, you know, where he's at at this point in time. Um, uh, but overall, I'm excited. I think the movie's going to be great. I think with the trailer i think we really only got 
the beginning. I don't think we have the middle or towards the end. I don't think they showed us anything super important except for the beginning of the movie. Uh, so I, you know, I think they probably showed us a good twenty minutes of the movie at best. I would yeah. say, uh, and I that's that. I, that's why I feel like other than that, I'm gonna avoid from tra- other if they have any other trailers, I'm gonna avoid it. Hopefully, I don't show too much, and the movie comes out, and we have this fantastic thing because you could already tell that Ryan Reynolds and uh, Hugh Jackman already have good chemistry, and the they they uh, they have always done fantastic with their characters, especially Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. He's always done such an amazing job. So you know, with such good chemistry between the actors. And then the, them both being the perfect people to play these characters, it's really going to do amazing, I feel like. So I'm very much so excited to, you know, see see the movie and see what happens. Yeah, I, I both of you guys, I could not agree more on anything you guys said. I'm, I'm hyped for it. I love the first Deadpool movies a lot. I love Ryan Reynolds. I love Hugh Jackman. Um, and I'm just glad we're seeing a true, a true Wolverine Deadpool movie together. Cause I feel like we got robbed of that and origins of a, how shitty that movie is. <laughs> it's so bad. Oh yeah. It was so bad. Uh, but also too, it was like when Logan came out, I was like, damn, I much as I love Logan, I love Deadpool. I was like, damn, we never got to see him together. And so I, I am really glad that Hugh Jackman, he, for a while, he was like, nope, I, I love I love Ryan, but I'll never do it again. And so I give a lot of props to Ryan Reynolds and even probably Kevin Feige, too, saying, hey, man, just one more, one more. We got one more for you, and this is the way to do it. Uh, I, the the um, the pegging joke cracked me up. Cracked <laughs> 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 me up, he goes, whoa, 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 whoa. He goes, hey, you know, pegging it to me, friendo, but... And it is for Disney, the fucking fourth wall break to the camera. So it's so good. Um, but yeah, I, I this, this to me was a perfect trailer in terms of teasing of like, the end show was too much. We barely saw you, Jackman. Uh, the cling of the claws was awesome. Um, and I like the, the scene where he's looking at the different scenes from the Avengers movies. Um, but yeah, this is all I need to see. I'm good. I'm so already sold in the fucking set photos, like the 20th Century Fox logo, you know, falling in the background, whatever. Like, I was sold by that. I was sold by the um, uh, the set photos, every the costume, everything. Like I'm sold. Sean Levy, who I didn't believe admire as a filmmaker, uh, is doing this. I'm like, cool. I you do not sell. You don't need to sell me anymore. So I will also probably when the week comes out. I did the same thing with No Way Home. I muted like Spider Man, spiders. Ben, man, I don't anything, anything close to it. Andrew, Toby, whatever. I <laughs> muted everything off my social media, and I took a fucking like went cold turkey. I was like, you know what? I'm not checking YouTube. I got off TikTok, whatever. I was like, I refuse because I was like, I don't want anything ruined for me. Spider Man. I will probably do the same thing. I'm hoping all three of us get a press screening for this because that would be fucking awesome. Okay, like we can avoid like all the, <laughs> the, the the things, whatever. But what I will say though, and what Joe definitely talked about too. I mean, this this is kind of like my kind of fear too. Was that not fear, but like what definitely kind of not actually worries me is that the casual fan. I hope they explain the TVA well for the casual fan. Here's what I mean someone like my dad, for example, he loves the first Deadpool movies, he's not kept up with anything MCU stuff except for like maybe Spider Man. That's about it. Mm-hmm. Doesn't watch any of the, all the Marvel TV shows or Disney Plus shows, or whatever. And a lot of people I know too, like some of my friends, some of my other co workers, some of my family members, whatever. Uh, friend, 
other kind of movie fans, friends that just love Deadpool and like has only seen the Deadpool movies. I hope the TVA is explained well for them because I feel like if they're going to be like, who the fuck is TVA? They don't explain it well. They might be checked out. I have faith in the in this movie, and I have faith in Ryan Reynolds and Sean Levy and everyone. I say, hey, you know what? We're gonna explain it for the casual fan because if you know what TVA is, you might get lost. But to Joe's point, I don't think it will be a huge like story like um, catalyst or story kind of like arc. Um, mm-hmm. But if it if it is, I hope they explain it well for the casual fan who've only seen the first Deadpool movies, like. If you haven't seen Loki or whatever, any other multiverse movies, but you're only a Deadpool fan, I do hope they explain it well enough for the casual non-Disney Plus watching audience. Uh, but that's my thing. That's my kind of like only kind of like worry. Also, too, is that I hope that the, what the beauty of the first Deadpool is, is that how low of a budget that movie is. It's like a $50 million budget movie. And Ryan Reynolds says like, yeah, we, we had the catering budget for the Avengers movies for our movie, <laughs> uh, which is really funny. I... I I think what we learned this last year with a lot of the big movies, The Flash, Indiana Jones, Aquaman, mm-hmm. Blue Beetle, um, a lot of the big, you know, s- summer t- Mission Impossible, for example, too. Uh, Fast and Furious 10 as well. A lot of these big, like, tentpole, like, big budget movies past this past summer did not make their money back. And a lot of them cost a lot to make, plus marketing, distribution, budgets, whatever. And so... The returns on those were not good. Remember, Indiana Jones lost $300 million on a return. The Flash lost a lot of money. Fast 10 barely broke even, but it, it just wasn't as good as the, it wasn't as financially, you know, uh, huge as the last few movies. Mission Impossible, a movie that everyone's hyped for, did not make the money it returned either. It also had a huge budget. I hope that now this is a Disney MCU movie. I hope the I hope the budget is still modestly decent because you don't need a two hundred million dollar plus movie for Deadpool. I think Ryan, no, as a producer, as a writer, he knows that he probably get more, probably get more money on the back end the way he did with probably the first two Deadpool movies. And I mm-hmm. think Hugh Jackman has a probably has a probably pricey quota as a talented, amazing actor that he is. So I hope that the budget isn't too crazy because for Deadpool. You do not need a $200 million plus budget movie. You don't need an Avengers or Spider-Man level budget for these movies, but they do. I hope they use the budget well, because I think again, the, the charm of the last two movies is that they were lower budget movies that worked, and they made a huge return, a huge profit off of their smaller budgets. Again, that's more of an, it's more of a kind of inside baseball thing for us movie, you know, film our filmmakers and movie fans, or whatever. But that's my two kind of concerns is that TVA being explained for the general audience, again, aka someone like my, like my dad or the non Disney Plus watcher audience, and the budget too, of keeping the budget modestly relative, so you're not breaking the bank, but also not losing too much money. I I doubt this movie this movie broke No Way Home's record, the most reviewed trailer in 24 hours with like 370 million dollar reviews, which is crazy in the first 24 hours. But that just shows that people are hungry for a good a good superhero, a good MCU movie like this. And Deadpool is such a huge character now that they want to see how he fits into the MCU going forward. But I love the trailer. I'm hyped for it. I'm excited for it. Uh, I think Ryan and Hugh can do no wrong. And I'm I'm looking forward to seeing the first quote-unquote rated R movie in the MCU too. And like I said, like you told me a few weeks ago too, Nick, that Blade's going to be rated R now too. So thank God. (laughs) For real, bro. I know. So again, a TVA thing might be a little bit a Nick pick, but I was just like... They explain it well for the you know the casual audience because I feel like 
when the Disney Plus shows came out thing, people were like, I don't want to do homework to watch a show, movie. And it's like, you don't really have to. Multiverse of Madness, you might appreciate more if you watch if you watch uh, WandaVision, but I think you can watch it without, despite the flaws of that movie. But mm-hmm. you know, I, I think they, I think, I think they have, I think this movie's gonna make a lot of, I think this movie's gonna make a lot of money. I, I I'm calling it now. What is it? February fifteenth. I bet you this movie's gonna make over two hundred mil opening weekend. Hmm, I can see it. Cause the the highest grossing rated R movie all time is Joker, with like over a billion dollars. The highest opening movie for a radar movie is Deadpool one with 135, I want to say, million dollars. It's like it's like Deadpool, it's like Deadpool one, uh Deadpool two, it, uh it it part one. So I do think it will pass the first one. I think it might cross 200 mil opening weekend. I think it might be the biggest opening for a rated R movie ever, given like the people how how well the trailer did and how well people love. Hugh and Ryan or whatever. Um, again, could be a little too optimistic right there, but <laughs> I got faith it will help the box office out for sure. But I'm looking forward to it. Another thing I want to talk about too is that another trailer dropped that I thought was really good was the Quiet Place Day One trailer. Did you guys see this trailer last week? Yes. I think I, I saw like, uh, like the TV spots for it. I didn't see the full on trailer though. I did. I, I saw it. Should. I was so fucking. Was it good? Excited. This looks oh, dude, awesome, Nick. This looks it awesome. Looks dope. And it, it they don't show too much either. It, oh, it, it, I'm excited. They, now, was, was that Gmon Hansu in the trailer? Yes. They, they yes. Get, yes. They get, that you guys have been talking. I'm going to see it day one. I'm going to see it day one. I'm going to see it before the movie comes out. And, and remember, if you have if no one's seen Quiet Place Two in a long time, he was in a Quiet Place Two in the scene at the end with Killian Murphy. That the scene was on the little island, kind of like away from the monsters. Okay, sorry, it's been. It's been I remember, he was been, in the trailer for that. Yeah, it's it's been three years. I won't spoil anything, but like he's gonna be the kind of connective tissue because again, he was in Part Two. And we saw him in Part One. I was like, oh shit, that's how we probably that's probably how we understand his character because he was in it for a little bit, but like there was nothing more to him to explore. And I'm glad they I'm glad they put him in this one because it's not focusing on uh, the Abbots play you know, Emily Blunt, John Krasinski, and, the, and those kids. This is like in a this is New York City. This is Lupita Nyong'o, amazing you know Oscar winning actress. Joseph Quinn, who we'll talk about a little bit with for Fantastic Four, um, and obviously Eddie from Stranger Things. Uh, this trailer gave me goosebumps because I was like, holy shit. The scene where the tra- a scene in the trailer where like they're in the- walking in Times Square, or whatever, and they all come down, de- they think come down and start eating everybody. I was like, Holy shit! <laughs> I was like, Whoa! I mean, Joe, you're quite you're a quiet place fanatic more than I am. Is someone's not yeah. the first one before us? What are the like, how excited did the trailer gets you? Are you like, what are you looking forward to about most about this movie? What I'm looking forward to is one, it's that the setting is in a city. So yeah. we already saw what happened in the second one with the flashbacks with uh in the uh in the small town and how the small town was affected in the first movie. But you know, with movies like this, you in your mind you're wondering like, did this happen like in other places and how did it happen? How would it affect like, did people catch on? How quickly did they catch on? So on and so forth. Like, these questions pop into your head as you watch these movies. 
you know, has, also has a city person, you know what I mean? Like, living in a big city like Chicago, you're wondering, like, man, what would happen and how would that look if, like, it did happen in real life? So I'm excited to see what happens with a, in a big city with a, with a mass amount of population, you know what I mean? And, like, how the, the people who figure out, like, how they're going to survive go through such ordeals Mm -hmm. and how they're going to get out of a situation because in a thing like that you don't want to be in a fucking city at all that is the last thing you want to fucking do so you know you you already know that these people are going to be like we gotta get the fuck out of here like every fucking movie in any city they're being like we gotta leave the city every fucking movie (laughs) if if there's any like type of thing like this they're all like we gotta fucking leave so you know you already know that it's not only going to be about survival it's about it's going to be about them trying to figure out what's happening while also trying to stay as quiet as possible and get the fuck out of the city. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited. I'm super excited. I, I, I Once I saw the trailer, I was like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Because, you know, with the trailer, they, they started from the first movie went a bit forward to the second movie and then went all... And then they had the countdown go all the way to the first uh, to the first day so mm. you know day one ground zero type shit which i'm super just fucking hyped about i fucking love these movies they're just so creative so so intriguing i really fucking like it i'm excited oh i'm hyped I, yeah I, you can't say anything better as someone who i like the first one a lot but i like part two a lot more than the first one uh i don't know why part two worked worked for me a lot more uh, but this one got me excited because again, this the city aspect, Peter Wong and Joseph Quinn involved, Jaiman Hansu obviously is involved too. Getting he's the, he's the kind of the, the tie between the part two and this one. But that scene, that this that scene when they're in like the downtown area of New York, and they're just getting murked one by one. I was like, I was like, oh my god, I was in, I was in fear. I was like, yeah, where are they at? Where are they at? I was looking around. I was like, oh shit. Um, but it again, a great teaser. I don't see, I don't see anything else. I'm good. I'm going to that movie too. I'm almost in that movie. You have me sold already. And I like that um, uh, uh, Krasinski is he wrote it and produced it. He, he he's the first one. He, he's not directing this one or part three. He's stepping away. He's 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 writing and producing it. And the guy, oh my, what's his name? He uh, he made a very weird movie that I heard it was very odd. It's called um, yeah, Michael Saronsky Sarnowski. He made a movie called Pig with uh. Nicholas Cage. I heard it's like I heard it's very. I heard it's very. It's very weird, like very very weird. But like everyone loves it. It's on Hulu. Like someone like he's a truffle hunter in like Oregon. Like someone takes his pig, and like the only only line of the movie is like where's my in the trailer it was like where's my pig. Like that's that's the only (laughs) that's the only dialogue in the trailer, and I was like, oh. I've seen those trailers actually. I actually wanted to see that movie. I heard it's, it's really good, but it's like really weird. Yeah, it yeah, I'm yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it, the trailer is like intense where you're yeah. just like, what the fuck? So <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I'm excited. So I like that. So they had this guy who's a relatively unknown filmmaker. I mean Right now, he made two short films, 
so like three short films and like did like a few episodes of this TV series that like no one saw uh, apparently and then he's doing this so I feel like having Krasinski pick this guy out I bet you that Krasinski loved Pig but I also probably saw something this guy like hey you know what this guy probably something something and I want to give him a chance to you know take out my franchise like this but yeah I'm hyped I'm hyped I like that we're going back to day one I'm like I like that like it's getting city vibe great actors evolved so again I'm getting sold no, no more marketing I'm there day one <laughs> literally day one uh, <laughs> uh, all right. Next on the right, docket. So this is the one that I think is probably the most controversial of the week. And you know, I'm seeing. I was surprised how much backlash this is getting. And I was like, huh. I thought it was going to be more beloved, which is the fantastic forecasting. And you know, it kind of dropped out of nowhere. Not out of nowhere, but like on Valentine's Day. But like, I think we all knew this. We, we all heard the rumors the past couple of years of like, who's it going to be? Who's gonna be? It's gonna be this person. Like at one point, it would be Emily Blunt and Krasinski and Jack Efron and someone else. And it was, one time it was gonna be was that like Adam Driver, right, or Margot Robbie, and like hmm. I, I don't, I don't uh, know. You know what? I do remember that. That would have been really interesting. You're right. Adam, I was like, okay. Adam Driver in particular. I was like, okay, I, I, I can see, I can see all of this. And then the past couple of months, it's been Pedro Pascal. Um, Vanessa Kirby, who are now the cast of Vanessa Kirby, um, uh, Joseph Quinn, and Ebon Moss. Uh, his last name always loses my mind. He's 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 in the Bear, which I I love that show so much. He plays a mm-hmm. cousin Richie. Um, um, uh, Evan Moss Bacharach, um, who are again all of my great actors and actresses respectively. And again, it dropped yesterday. It was like everyone was talking about it. Uh, Nick, some of you first again, my friend. The casting overall, what are your initial thoughts about it? And another thing I'm going to ask you guys too is that do you think this is going to be a time period piece or like set in a different universe? Hmm. <clears throat> Excuse mm. me. Now that's an interesting question. Like, as, as for the casting overall, um, like, I, I like Pedro Pascal as an actor. Um, and I think he's going to do a really good job with Mr. Fantastic. I don't know necessarily that he was my first choice. Like it, it just seems kind of like, kind of like Benedict Cumberbatch casting where it's like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it just seems a little bit too easy. Like this is, this is what everybody is saying. Uh, they want the the casting to be, so let's just cast them. It, it feels, it feels kind of like that, but I think it's going to be good in the movie. Um, as for like, where do I think it it would be? It would take place. That's actually kind of interesting because it would be kind of interesting if, let's say, like, I don't know, maybe in like the the 90s or the early 2000s or 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 something like that. Right. Like some some point in, in the past, but not the too distant past, the Fantastic Four, they're like kind of doing their their mission or whatever, where they got to. You know, there there's like a wormhole or a black hole or something like that um, approaching Earth. And, you know, they got to go investigate it or whatever. Yada yada yada. They, <clears throat> excuse me. They they go in and they end up getting like sucked into like whatever this is or like it's like a ripping space time or something like that. Some sci-fi. They end up getting like sucked in. So then that's just where the whole movie takes place. So they, you know, and that's also just to like do something a little bit different. Instead of it always taking place on Earth all the time, I figure, you know, why not just have it take place in another sci-fi dimension and they have to fight other sci-fi villains. And, you know, maybe there's this character called, like, Annihilus who lives in the negative zone. So maybe that's where the Fantastic Four end up and they end up having to fight 
this guy Nihilus in the negative zone, and maybe they allude to Galactus and the Silver Surfer or something like that. Um, and, you know, along the way, they're learning to use their powers, and then by the end of it, they return back home. Uh, they get back to Earth, but it's like 20, 30 years in the future, so they come back out in like the, the uh, 2020s, basically. So it's like, Ooh. you know, it's... You know, that that's where part two comes out, or that's where part two takes place. Ooh. I like I like that, because I feel like they're probably going to lead up... This, this guy comes in 2025, it probably lead up to Secret Wars, I assume, right? Mm. Yeah, that would be dope, because apparently the, the Secret Wars comic, it was almost like a love letter to the Fantastic Four, or it was like a farewell to them, or something like that. Like, they were really central to it. But mm. it, it kind of feels like if... If y'all are going to do something like that with Secret Wars, it would have been cool for y'all to have made the Fantastic Four movies like way back when. Like, right, y'all probably right. should have started this like phase one or phase two or something like that. I mean, because it, I mean, it'll be 10 years when the movie comes out, if it, if it comes out or when it comes out, or it could be changed again. It'll be 10 years since that boo boo ass one we had. <laughs> that was such a disappointment, bro. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I got off. I felt like one. such an idiot. I was def- when the trailers came out. I was like, "Yo, this is gonna be dope. This is basically if, if Nolan did the Fantastic Four because it's gonna be more realistic and grounded. But it's Fantastic Four because it's Josh Trank because he did Chronicle. It's gonna be fucking fun." I was the only person in my entire fucking high school that was defending that movie, bro. And I saw it <laughs> in theaters. I was like, "Hey, yo, what the fuck?" I was. Hey. I was in awe of just how utter garbage it was, man. I was like, yo, this... I went back to school the next day. They were like, so what did you think? Like, none of them had seen the movie, but they fucking knew. Just by the way I walked up, they knew that shit was ass. Again, we would have been friends. That would have been, we been friends. friends. We me, and, me and Joe were defending that movie too. We're like, people at school were like, no, fuck that movie. And me and Joe were like, no, y'all gonna be wrong, dude. They have a great casting, man. They have a good producer. Like, yeah, look, also, to look, Matthew Vaughn produced that movie too, which is hard to believe. Like, I, yeah, oh, is that weird? Him to direct that Fantastic Four movie I just pitched. He, he, uh, dude, that would be, uh, dude, that, yeah. I, that's what, that's what and I you thought. know what? Have the, the time period that they leave from, have that be the 60s. And then oh. you get that, like, Matthew Vaughn kind of 60s vibe. Bro, I would have that. I think you know. I talked about he was on our short list for him to do a Fantastic Four. I'd be like, just do it right, mm-hmm. just do it, just do it right. But he's mm-hmm. very big on that. Like how apparently he wasn't treated well on X Men First Class. Like mm-hmm. he was kind of like treated like an ass, and he was like, that's why he's like, you know what? That's why he makes all his movies now. Uh, he finances all his own movies now because then he finds a studio to partner with because of how how shitty he was treated on. Um, uh, first class in the the film that the film turned out awesome as we all said last week a few weeks ago on the, on the ranking of his movies but like how how he was treated really poorly on that movie and how he was basically kind of kicked off uh um for days of future past because brian singer wanted to come back whatever or they whatever i don't whatever the whole thing but like yes i, I would have loved to see his version of fantastic four given that he produced a boo-boo ass one redemption bro <laughs> redemption bro <laughs> redemption man come back yeah uh, man, you always Yo, it's man. Yo, yo, it's big for that piece of shit movie. Dude, that shit uh, was. Always, you always something fantastic. That's the only <laughs> time. That's the only. Oh my god, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> you know, fucking Nick. That's the only time I've seen someone throw a shoe at a screen. That's the only yo. time. In my- 
He's like, if me, we're the front row, and me and Joe talk about whatever, and then Joe, me and Joe are like, is that a shoe? Like, someone threw a shoe, bro, to the screen. Like, I swear to God, bro. Like, someone threw a fucking shoe to the screen. Like, people were booing, bro. I've never been in a movie theater like before since 10, no, 10 years ago, where A, people were booing, but also someone threw a fucking whole ass shoe to the screen. <laughs> um, all right, Joe. We, we talked about Sketch Street on our voice messages, too. I know you had kind of some reserves and thoughts too. What are your overall thoughts on the casting itself? And do you think I time period I'm not happy with the cast because the cast just seems like all over the fucking place. The guy that plays cousin from the bear and please for all of the people that are new to the show, I'm shit with names. Um, so I don't know any, um, I don't see him voicing the thing. It's gonna be weird. You know what I mean? You everyone sort of has their own like interpretation, their own sort of voice inside their head for the thing, and I just don't see him being the that voice. You know? Um and then Pedro Pascal, how old is Pedro at this point? I wanna say he's like, like late forty five, forty eight maybe? Or yeah, sounds about right. 48. I don't know. I don't see Pedro Pascal as Dr. Reed Richards. I don't see him as Dr. Reed Richards. It's going to be weird. It's going to be strange. You know what I mean? It it just it feels like this is one of those castings where like a, a, a an actor is so popular and so loved that they're just like, "All right, let's boom here as well." Like Cause he's doing great, and it's just like it just—he doesn't fit. He doesn't fit. It just doesn't fit the character. He doesn't fit the character at all. I also—I don't know the chick, if uh, the woman, the actress. I don't want to say chick. Oh, Vanessa, like. Vanessa Kirby. And, and, can you tell me a movie she's been in? And yes, maybe uh, Mission Impossible, Impossible Fallout, bro. She was the you last guys know I'm not Mission Impossible person. She was in the last few Mission Impossible movies. She also she's also in Hobbs and Shaw. Which one did she play in Hobbs and Shaw? She played uh, his sister, uh, Statham's sister. Oh, okay. She did pretty well there. That's the, really that's the only movie I've seen her in. I have not been watching Mission Impossibles. Um, good though. Got to get on that, bro. Got to get on that right now. <laughs> she's she's good in those. Her her role got bigger. Her, her role got bigger in the last in Dead Reckoning Part One. Uh, she she had more of a smaller ish role in Fallout, but like they kind of expanded her character a bit more uh, in the last okay. one. And she's she's good. She's good, but okay. she's more of an un, she's more of, she's more of the unknown, I guess. Well, sorry, keep going, keep going. And and the youngest, the younger guy from Stranger Things, I can sort of see how people are sort of excited for him to be on it because of his uh, because of his role in Stranger Things. But his character and Johnny were both, they're very different. And I can see how people would feel like excited for it because he is a good actor. But the character he played in Stranger Things was this outcast, like rock guy who was a nerd and didn't give a shit about people's opinions, while Johnny is a playboy. And like, they're both chaotic, but chaotic in different ways. If that makes sense, you know, what I mean, like, you know, if you hang out with both these characters, you're going to get different experiences. So, you know, I don't 
know if he will do well being this guy who's a gigantic playboy and basically a manslayer. I'm going to just say that. I'm not going to try to be educational here. Johnny's a manslayer who is very childish. Yeah, and that's mouth. his character. <laughs> Wash my mouth. I don't give a fuck. That's his character. Okay, he I'm, sleeps I'm, around. Yeah. He sleeps around. He does. He's a playboy. You know what I mean? He sleeps around. He loves women. He's He's, you know, the party guy. He's very childish. Like, his character in the Fantastic Four is that he's Sue's younger brother who is all about having fun and partying and never really takes anything serious. Along the way, his character develops into someone who's more serious and who can be seen as a hero through trials and errors. You know, a lot of the times where he's just like, okay, I really fucked up. So... Him, I'm not too certain about. I'm going to give him a chance because it could go well. We shall see. It, my main concern is Pedro Pascal and Cousin. So, I, when I woke up yesterday, I was kind of like, huh, they announced it. And I wasn't, and how I wasn't surprised. So, I was hearing this rumor for a couple of months now, and I was like, huh, I don't love it, but I don't, I don't hate it. Like, I liked it. But I was like, okay, it's, it was cool. I still have my heart out for you know Krasinski being Mr. Fantastic, even though he was a little small role in uh, Multiverse of Madness. But yeah, me too. Uh, you know, a boy can't dream. Um, so so yeah, we have Reed, we have Pedro Pascal as again Mr. Fantastic Reed Richards. Who here's I'll say this: I love Pedro Pascal. I've been a fan of his since I saw him in the second Kingsman movie. Which by the way, I rewatched the Kingsman two the other day. I don't know why I had it on, whatever. I actually give it a lot more. Actually, like it a lot more than I thought I did when I, we ranked it a few weeks ago. I was kind of like, you know what? I was kind of hard on that movie. I like it a lot, actually. I know it's very kind of controversial. It's kind of very, de- very divisive. But I watching it again, I'm like, this wasn't as bad as I thought it was. Uh, but I, the thing with him, what the Jude and I told this to uh, Nick yesterday as well is that Pedro Pascal is a phenomenal. He's an A-list actor now. I mean, he's on the mm-hmm. map now with Mandalorian, Last of Us. Again, uh, the one he did with Nick Cage was hilarious too. He's a household name now. I just think he's a little too franchise hungry, and here's what I mean. I feel like back in the day, like you know, like Tom Hanks was in almost always big movies, or like you know, you have like Vin Diesel want to be always big movies, or like it was, it was kind of like, look, here's here's your next movie, here's your next star, and everything. And example two is like when Bridesmaids came out, was McCarthy, fantastic actress, hilarious. She was in like an every comedy after that. Or Zach Galifianakis from The Hangover. He was in every comedy after that. Tiffany Haddish hit a huge in Girls Trip. She was in every comedy after that movie. It's like you, you can't, you can't, you can't put these people into every movie. But look, it's that person. It's that person. I get it. You want to have someone Apple recognizable. Exactly. Frank the same thing. It was like, look, this guy, this guy, this guy. It's like, no, no. It's, let, let me see. Let me see him. I want to see him. Like, just have, be. Let it become natural. I feel like, and I just think he's a little too franchise hungry. Because also too is that you have Mandalorian. He's gonna be in Gladiator too with Denzel, which is a huge movie, huge because not franchise but a huge sequel. At Last of Us, which is a huge, huge phenomenon now, both as a game right now as a show, was a huge phenomenon now. It's. And now he's going to do Mandalorian the movie with John Favreau. I don't know. It's like I don't. I don't want to see the same people in every franchise. I want to see like new talents. And notice to him as an actor. I think I think one of my favorite actors working today. I love him. I mean, he's he's very charming. He's very funny. He's been interviews. He's very likable. 
Um, he's a, he's a lot to offer as a, as a performer. I just I don't see it personally either. But again, I love being proven wrong. If it works, it works. Again, I'm not I don't hate him being I don't hate him being cast as Mr. Fantastic, but he was my first choice. I'm like okay. I just think that he's in a little too many franchises now, where like it would be nice to have someone else who hasn't had a franchise kind of take over that role. Um, but mm-hmm. again, we'll see. I maybe too maybe the chemistry between all four of them was so good that they're like hey, like you know these movies have chemistry tests all the time. They're like guess what. They got to do chemistry tests for months and months and months. I mean, the chemistry between all four of them was so good that they're like, hey, this, 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 is, the full, this is the team, which I got, I have faith in Kevin Feige. I do. So I, I'll give him that. But I was bummed, too, is that he left a movie that I was looking forward to. It's uh, the movie I told you about a few weeks ago. It's a movie called Weapons. The, Zach, Zach Krager, who did Barbarian, uh, it's the biggest biggest bid for a movie, a horror, original horror movie in a long time that New Line beat out Universal and Jordan Peele, Monkey Paul's production over. He was going to be one of the leads of his new horror movie. I was like, oh, let's go. Hell yeah, great casting. He left that movie for this. And I was like, oh man, I'd rather see him in original stuff like that than another franchise, personally. He's so trying to like, secure that bag. Oh, he, oh, 100%. Sheesh. Bro, the money That's must have made that is. That's bro, all that is, bro. Abs- you're at- Nick. You are on the money, my friend. The money he must have made from Mandalorian alone that he probably still made from Mandalorian and The Last of Us. Oh, oh my God, Last of Us Two. You know he has that bag, bro, for sure, for sure. You. Man, he, he, just, got, he got that Disney check for Mr. Fantastic. He said, "You know what, Mr. Feige? Uh, add a couple more zeros to that. We got a deal." You, he bro. Said, okay. Mm-hmm. You damn well know he does. I bet you probably has a fucking great return too on, on the box office the way that uh, Downey Jr. did and Chadwick Boseman did on their mm-hmm. movies. Like, best believe. That's mm-hmm. the thing, uh, Scarlett Johansson and Sam Black Widow. Um, so yeah, I was like, okay, I just, I, I just, I want him to see him in, in other stuff. I feel like I, I don't, I don't want audiences to be burned out with him. The way a lot of people, a lot of actors have got burned out for doing too many roles. They're like, relax, chill, chill, like. For example, too, I think The Rock had a bit of a struggle, too. Like, look, I'm in this franchise. I'm in this franchise. I'm in this movie. Chill, bro. Chill. <laughs> like, you got to, like, pick and choose. But also, his, his movies was a little kind of like, eh. True. It was just not being received all that well, too. They weren't. His biggest movies are Jumanji movies. And, yeah, he produced those movies, too. But, like, the ones that he was really passionate about, like a Black Adam or Red Notice, did not really do relatively well, unfortunately. That's such a shame about Black Adam. Damn, yeah, people, that's one of my favorite DCEU movies. They were people were harsh in that movie, a little too harsh than they probably should have. And we seen, I mm-hmm. think that, that that movie compared to other movies that we've seen in DC, that movie shits on all of them. But mm-hmm. again, but about Pedro Pascal, I just don't see him as fantastic. But yeah, I have faith in you know who's involved. But as a Kirby, loved her in Mission Impossible um, movies. I thought she was really really charming in Hobbs and Shaw. Again. She's still an unknown too. Like they didn't cast Margot Robbie. I've been like, okay, Margot Robbie. We all know Margot Robbie is. Or they didn't cast like, I don't know, another famous blonde actress. But like, she's still unknown. So I respect that she uh, that she's gonna be in it because I think like she's gonna be a household name probably after this movie. Mm-hmm. Joseph, Joseph Quinn. If you don't know Stranger Things, then you're kind of like, cool. Who's this kid? And to be and to be fair to to you too, Joe. Like. Chris Evans was older than him when he made the first. No, sorry, no, sorry. Chris Evans was younger, actually. Wait, yeah, Chris. Yeah. Like, Chris Evans was younger than he is when he made the first Fantastic Four in 05. Um, mm. So Joseph Quinn will be a bit older than yeah. Chris Evans was because Chris Evans, I believe he's so. Yeah, Quinn Joseph Quinn is now 
29 years old, 29. So he'll be about 29 or 30 when um, the movie comes out, I would assume. Uh, so I like it. But again, same thing. If you don't know Stranger Things, then you're going to this kid. Like, who's this kid? And I think people will see him a lot now come Quiet Place day one and come this summer. So I bet you, like, they're going to be like, who's this kid? Oh, he can be Fantastic Four? Okay, I'm curious. If he does really good in Quiet Place day one, which I think he will. So again, but if you're already a a Stranger Things fan, he was a big, I mean, he was a big character. He was a big audience favorite in season four. So here he has a fan base there. But I do think that like uh, with Quiet Place Day 1, this probably boosts him even more. And then boom, Fantastic Four, go put him to the next level. So I do see him as Johnny Johnny Storm. But again, I'm not sold entirely yet. But again, I got to wait and see to see how, how it you know progresses, obviously. And then right. again, I, and again, is <laughs> uh, cousin cousin Richie from the Bear, uh, Evan Moss uh, Bacharach. Like, if you've seen the Bear, he's he steals this. He steals the scene. He steals his yeah. scenes. He's he he's like season two gives him the best arc ever. You know, spoilers. Obviously, if you've seen the Bear. It's a fantastic show, but he brings so much uniqueness and so much different uh, approach to like the, the show. And it's, that's why you love love him because he's a lovable asshole, and like in the first two seasons. But like you see him like change change of how his kind of tone and stuff like that, and you want to see him win. And I love that. I love that he again he's cast it perfectly in that show. But again, he's been, he's been a working actor for years. I mean, he was in shows like uh, Girls, The Punisher, uh, John Adams. He was in Andor. Like this dude's been mm-hmm. this dude's been working for a long time. He's been in a lot of small stuff. Law, of course, Law and Order, of course. Who hasn't got a job in Law and Order nowadays? But like <laughs> Royal Tenenbaums, like come on now, like was Anderson? Like he's been a working actor for like going on almost twenty plus years. So I mean, I get 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 a lot of respect for you know, hitting a big with the bear, and hundred percent the bear definitely got him the job uh, for Fantastic Four, given that they're all Disney properties too. Um, mm. But I, I I do see him more as the thing than who was it in uh, the awful one. Who played? Uh, oh, Jamie Bell. Yeah, and I was like, I don't see this. Jamie Bell to me, also no offense to the guy, probably lovely guy, not a great actor, if you ask me. So I was like, mm, all right, I guess we're doing this. And the the way they did his voice in the last one was so weird. It was so weird. Uh, and and also, I'm not gonna lie, the CGI on that looked terrible. <laughs> yeah, that was bad. I don't know. I, I mean. I thought, I mean, to be fair, I mean, it's, this is the early 2000s, obviously. The prosthetics in the OG Fantastic, Five, Fantastic Four 2005 look way better. <laughs> yeah. And that's saying that's, something. And that that's is, saying something. But also, it was really well done for, you know, so for the makeup that yeah. they did. Oh, 100%. 100%. Nick, do you think they're going to CGI him or uh, uh, practical your prosthetics or the thing? I- I I, th- I think they're gonna CGI him, man, because like it's it's Marvel, it's Disney, so they're gonna. I think he's gonna look cool, like he's gonna have a cool design, but it's it's gonna be CGI. They're gonna pull a Thanos on him. Yeah, yeah. Again, and to be fair, the, that the CGI. I mean, another I know CGI. I know a lot of CGI, and I know a lot of VFX artists are overworked to their fucking bone. Um, but I'll tell you what, like the the Thanos CGI and motion capture in the first two Avengers: Infinity War and Endgame looks awesome it looks mm-hmm. really good so they can do that with the thing awesome but make definitely do motion capture just don't don't be a voice the way they did with the last fantastic four with jamie bell 
uh, just make it like motion capture, make him like move like the thing, make him do the whole movements, whatever. Um, but yeah, again, I'm optimistic. Do I love this casting? No. Do I hate it? No. I like it. I like it. But you know, I'm not crazy about it. But I have I have faith that it's gonna be something really special because this movie needs to do well. Deadpool three. This movie needs to do well because. We really haven't got a really true, accurate Fantastic Four movie. I like the original ones. You know, we, we grew up in those movies. Obviously, they're a big part of our childhoods. Like even mm-hmm. Silver Surfer and the O five one. Like because did, did Lawrence Fishburne voice um, Silver Surfer? He vo- yeah, he voiced the Silver Surfer yeah. in that one. That's right. That was Tim. That's right. Tim Story did those movies. But and you know I, who played the physical body of Silver Surfer in that movie? My boy, Doug Jones. Doug Jones, that's right. <laughs> my, boy, my boy, Doug Jones. My boy that uh, I was almost denied access to the movie because they thought I was lying about my name, <laughs> Doug Jones. <laughs> um, yeah, I, 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 I kind of want to rewatch the, the original two, not that bullshit from 10 years ago. Uh, but I still thought the casting of the last one wasn't terribly. They got Michael B. Jordan was was a rising star. Miles Teller, rising star. Kate, uh, Kate Mara, Jimmy Bell were all kind of like actors, I would say. Uh, yeah, so uh, there was there was cool. They're cool, but I do think that we were all like, okay, this is again. You said too, Nick, that you were like, yeah, you're defending that movie. We were too. We were like, this was gonna be awesome, guys. Josh Trank, Matthew Vaughn, like writers of uh, X Men: Days of Future Past, like y'all tweaking, bro, y'all crazy. And then it Dude, came out. We were like, I legit when that movie was coming out, and they were saying like, because in the trailer they have like from the producers of X Men: Days of Future Past, like, dude, I I I swore I was like, there when this I was like, mark my words, guys, when this movie comes out and it's super successful, it's gonna cross over with the X Men movies. That's why they had that, that. Was the plan. X Men, yeah, that was the plan. I was like, damn, and that movie was straight ass, bro. <laughs> That's That's that shit was goddamn booty sweat, bro. That shit. <laughs> Stinky. I did not was, like that. I did not like funny, that at all. What's What's funny was that they, they, they tried changing the name too to like get it more like edgy, like fan four t- fan four stick. Yeah, and everyone that? was fucking clowning on it. Even I was kind of like, I don't. Come on, guys. Y'all know it's Fantastic Four. They're just trying to be stylistic. I was like, come on, come on, guys. <laughs> that was the one movie that like I would see at Best Buy all the time that was like never touched. Like it was always like a stack of them, and like I, remember, like, I think when, I talk, when Joe came in to visit us one time for like Black Friday, we went to the Best Buy, whatever, and they had they had a stack of them. And Joe goes, "Yeah, not surprising." Yo, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, there was this YouTube thumbnail, and it was like the title of it was "Miles Teller keeps threatening us with the Fantastic Four sequel." I was like, "Golly, oh. it wasn't that bad, bro." Oh, I heard and I heard story and I heard stories that like how much like he and Josh Trank hated each other. But to be fair, Josh Trank was like put through some like really really tough shit with that movie. And I would I would I yeah, would yeah they they uh, fucked him up. They fucked him up so bad. Yeah, that that there's no there's no explanation to that whatsoever. But like I heard how much they hated each other. But like I don't blame the, I don't blame him. I don't blame him. I don't blame him. But I definitely blame obviously like just like you know what happened and stuff like that and the studio interference. But I, mm-hmm. I have I have faith that they're going to do it right this time, despite the oh, cast. Oh, they have to. They have, they have to. to. Espe- yeah, it's, especially with the casting like Pedro Pascal and like especially since this like we're, we're gearing into like Secret Wars and it, it seems like there's going to be some sort of reboot or reset of the MCU. I, I do kind of wonder if casting like Pedro Pascal essentially this late in the game, like is he going to be like kind of the Iron Man of the 
exactly of like what what happens next like in that he's kind of like the like the 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 main character throughout this saga i wonder if they're doing something like that i think i think so because you definitely need a key person like that to like yeah who, who we have that, right, that's we why have everything right now. right now feels so fucked up because it's like we don't know what's, what's going on like no one's really spearheading anything Hell no, bro. We 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 don't we don't. Like, who's who's our who's our lead of contact? Who's our lead of person that we had like Iron Man and Cap? Um, but I'll tell you what yeah. though. I I do think this movie might take place in the sixties. I feel like I mean I could be wrong, but like everyone's kind of like speculating after that like the the teaser poster yesterday, like the artwork, whatever. Like how it was the sixties, whatever. I mean, I could also, also could be like a thing because like oh they charted in the sixties as Doctor Strange said in Multiverse of Madness, like they. Mm-hmm. They debuted in the 60s, but I really wouldn't mind a 60s time period movie because I feel like we've been so like in like the present so much of these movies recently. Like we, we had a bit of a throw, a little bit of like kind of like a prehistory stuff and uh, internals, like kind of like back in the day kind of like stuff. But like I wouldn't mind a period piece of the 60s with like this, and like you said too, Nick. Like oh wait, what's this portal over here? What's this black hole? And then you know, and and then mm-hmm. they wake up, and then it's modern day. MCU, whatever, or the, our universe that we're in right now for all the for all the heroes, because that would make sense. Because I feel like you can't really do an origin story of Fantastic Four, given the time period that we are now. Like I said too, that should have been done years ago, like way, yeah. way years ago. Because it's like, why introduce them now? Why why have their origin story now this late in the game? I mean, they could, mm-hmm. they could, they could, you know. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they, they 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 do it, but it would make more sense that they already established who they were in like a different universe or different time period t- timeline, and then just bring them over because we're still in the multiverse saga right now as Phase hmm. Five and Phase Six is. But again, gotta have faith. But the one thing I, I will bring up too, as well as that, to my writers a lot tonight is that what definitely kind of worries me is that the writers of this movie have not wrote any movie before. <laughs> Oh my god! And I'm like, <laughs> okay. oh wait, oh wait, no, I'm wrong, I'm wrong. They, I'm sorry, the original right? Wait, 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 wait. Okay, yes and yes, yes and no, yes and no. Wait, yeah, yeah. Okay, wait. Two writers have never written anything before. Okay, is uh, is it more than just two writers? So yeah, so these guys, you got Jeff Kaplan and Ian Springer. Guy looks hella happy to have a job in his in his in his headshot IMDb. Uh, no. They have never. They only wrote a movie that they made themselves, that they financed mm. themselves. That no one. I, I got faith. I got. I got faith. Especially then, if it's, if it's not just uh, the two of them. And their third mm. and their third writer, a guy named Josh Friedman. He made a show called Foundation on Apple TV. Okay, uh, I've seen the trailers for that. Very sci-fi. Interesting. He, interesting. He, and he was one of the writers on Avatar Way of Water, Terminator mm. Dark, Dark Fate. Mm. And, he, mm. and he also wrote the War of the Worlds movie with Spielberg back in 05. Mm. So you got... And, then, me. and the Black Dahlia. Hmm. Okay, I didn't see yep. that one. It's Brian, Brian De Palma. Uh, Ooh, ain't that with um uh, like Josh Hartnett? Uh, I think Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, maybe? I might be. Man, I might look be at wrong. you! Look at you, Nick. Hell, with the trivia, my it? friend. Very nice. <laughs> what <yeah>. I miss? <laughs> that, I was I was telling this to telling this to Nick that like two of the right two of the writers on Fantastic Four have never mm-hmm. written anything before. Right. But the third writer, his resume is a show called Foundation on Apple TV. 
Um, mm-hmm. Avatar: The Way of Water. He's one of the writers on that. He's one of the co-writers. He created the Snowpiercer oh, show on TNT. Uh, he wrote. Mm. He co. He co-wrote Terminator: Dark, Dark Fate, and then he wrote some like TV series called Crossbones and Emerald City and The Finder. Um, mm-hmm. And then he also made the Terminator: The Sarah Chronicle, Sarah Connor, Sarah Connor Chronicles mm. on TV. I heard that was good. And then his two movies he wrote were the three movies he wrote as well were uh, we call it Chain Reaction with that Keanu and Morgan Freeman. Yes, yep. it is. And Rachel Weiss is in that movie too. Never heard of this movie. So, and the War of the Worlds with Spielberg and Tom Cruise, and we call it the Black Dahlia. So he has experience. Are they all? Yeah. Are, they all are they all winners? No, but, <laughs> but Avatar has, is about to not be. Well, at, well, that well, the, the one he the one he wrote though made two billion dollars, so he's one of the writers on that movie. So he he's he he's in a, he had a he he's part of a winning team somehow of Avatar too. Uh, and then he's also oh he, look look this makes sense now you know why he also wrote the new Planet of the Apes movie. Mm. Okay. And guess who owns Planet of the Apes now because of the merger? Disney. Disney. Oh, so it's all making sense. Cry all, myself to sleep. And who also owns? Guess what? Disney also owns Avatar. So this dude probably got a job <laughs> through Avatar. And he said, "Hey, guess what, bro? You want to write some more stuff for us?" Like you said, Nick. Like, hey, man. Gotcha. Come here, man. Here's two more. Here's two more for you, homie. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Yeah, but here's the thing. Here's you know the what? thing. Here's two more for you. He has yeah, I mean, to be in a lot of fucking up. pressure. He has to be in a lot of fucking pressure. Because if he fucks up once oh, he's done. He's under done. Disney, he's done. He's, he's done. gone. He's gone forever. He's Movie done. prison. Disney does not forgive you for fucking up. No, no, they do depending not. on who you no. are. Unless you're Kathleen Kennedy. But she no. just probably throws other people on the bus and gets them fired. And then it wasn't people. me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm perfect. Perfect. Anyways. So alright, so you got so you got so you got you got two writers who were first time writers. And if they do well, they'll probably they'll probably get a good good career after this. And you have a writer who has had experience before, and already in the Disney family with the Avatar and Planet of the Apes and Fantastic Four. So good for this guy, man. Good for this guy, Josh Friedman. More power to you, my friend. I get you. You seem to have a really uh uh seem to have a really good um resume as a good agent because I feel like you're part of these big franchises. I guess James Cameron also hired you too, which is pretty uh, two different projects. So hey, man, hats off to you. But again, I think we're all. I think I'll ask Moses too when we're, when he's out back on the show too. I feel like he's allowed to say about this about this casting, but but I think I think, but I think he probably will probably be more positive that he like probably liked it. I uh, likes the casting a lot, but um, most likely it comes out. I want to say twenty come on, next year, which is kind of hard to believe. I bet you gets pushed back next year. Yeah, Jul- July twenty twenty five. That seems very quick. Pushed back. No, because they've been quick. filming already. They're no, they're still in pre production. Oh wow! They still in pre production. They're still like they haven't started filming yet. Um, no, they need to push it back to like twenty twenty six or some shit. They probably will. They probably will. I'm surprised that Deadpool three is getting put, being released so quickly. Because remember, they started filming back in May for two months, and then they were and then they were off for uh, four months because of the strike. Went back to work November, and they wrapped like three weeks ago. Hmm. That to me seemed pretty fast. So I, I I could I could be I could be kind of misreading that, uh, but I, I don't know. I feel like 
Deadpool 3 comes out in July, like, you had to do a lot of posts and visual effects in a couple of months. I mean, it's only February, so we got, like, what, five, we got five months? Maybe um, they just, like, filmed all the stuff for the trailer specifically first. And right, then, right. Um, and now they're just filming, like, the rest of it. Right, because to your point, too, Nick, I know, like, before in the past, like, uh, they showed things like Suicide Squad, BVS, Justice League at Comic Con way before they were done too. So it's definitely possible. Mm-hmm. De- it's, def- it's definitely possible. Um, so again, we'll see. We'll see. You know, I- I'm again optimistic, but again, it-, it got deliver a good, fantastic four property. That's all we're asking. That's all we're asking. But mm-hmm. all right, boys. I think it's. I think this is the end of the show. But uh, Joe, what should we do? Our one and ones. Uh, I thought we were gonna do a review of Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Yeah, we, yeah, I guess we could. We, 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 we have 15 minutes left before we gotta clock. It's gonna be non spoiler, so yeah, I but, feel like it'll be pretty quick. You're right. So, a show that you and I've been talking about a lot between each other, Nick. Have you seen Mr. and Mrs. Smith yet on I Amazon have, Prime? I haven't, but it's been on my list for a little bit. All right, we'll keep it on spoiler for you, Joe. I think you're more passionate about this <laughs> than I am. Uh, go ahead, yeah. Go first. Um, so the show, um, I'm just going to put my rating out there. I gave it be, by, by the way, being nice, I'm giving it a seven for people watching this that don't give a shit about the Mr. and Mrs. Smith, like movie overall, my personal rating would probably be a six. Um, the show, it, you know, dog Glover did really well and so did the um i'm not good with names what's her name fuck's sake uh her name is it's I, her last name always always throws me off it's it's maya uh maya erskine 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 whatever so yeah so her and him had great like chemistry she they're both they're both acting really well overall the i didn't like i didn't like the writing the writing and the show overall was lackluster um they didn't give a shit about the spy things uh there's a lot of sort of unanswered things it, it really mainly centered around the relationship that uh that uh they were thrown into um uh it is an okay show but like i said the the it's very lackluster i just didn't feel like i watched it and for me the first two episodes did well and then the rest were boring as shit like i did not care like i like you know i thought like okay it's probably gonna get better as the show goes on and it just never picked up for me you know Uh, and at some point i was like i'm already this far i might as well finish it there's nothing else to watch all my animes have not been updated i'm fully caught up gotta wait you know and i binge watched it and i was just i I had no care for it. It's like I said, it's an all right show. You can watch it. You're not going to hate it. But if you're like me, you, you definitely won't love it or really like it. You just, 
like it's one of those shows where you're just like that's a show you know mm-hmm. like it's there you know i won't rewatch it ever like at all i didn't i had no care for it i i i don't i don't like it i don't hate it i just don't like it that's that's my personal review that yeah yeah, you you watched it. So I, you watched it. You watched it and finished it before me. I started watching it, then I kind of took a break because I was watching it with Z. Um, so I'll put it out there. Charles Gambino is one of my favorite people in the entire world. I've seen him twice in concert. I think he's one of the most talented people in the world. Uh, he can rap, he can act, he can dance, he can sing. He can. He's hilarious. Uh, and Atlanta is one of my favorite shows of all time. Like whenever we had a sh- whenever we had a TV class in college, I'd always reference Atlanta as one of my favorite shows because I think the writing of that show is so spectacular and so like very clever and very unique. Um, I love seasons one and two of that show a lot. Season three, not so much. Season four, I thought was really good, but season three kind of just felt kind of off because it was like a six year hiatus from the last season to this season, uh, from that, those two seasons. Uh, but again, Community, The Martian. On, on, on. I mean, again, the dude's just, uh, he's a, he, one of the most creative people we have right now working in, in uh, entertainment. Um, and I can't wait to see him back as Lando. I thought he was perfect as Lando and the solo, Han Solo movie. Um, just, well, again, love the guy. He's one of my favorite artists of all time as well. Uh, so when I heard they were doing this, I was like, okay, they're going to do another Mr. Smith kind of update to it, which is good. It's been long enough. Makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. It was supposed to be him and um, Phoebe Waller Bridge from Fleabag. Was also the robot, his robot sidekick in the solo Han Solo movie. Like, okay, cool, makes sense. They're friends. But then she dropped out, and then Maya Ernst, uh, Ernstke came in uh, to do. It. I'm like, like, cool. Again, I was like, I know from other other shows too. Uh, again, uh, she's a good actress. And I'll tell you what, too. Where you and I again, I like the show quite. A, I, I, I like the show for fairly enough. Do I love it? No. I thought the chemistry is fantastic together. It, the chemistry definitely works throughout the entire uh, uh, first season. Like you never feel kind of like, okay, I just unbelievable, whatever. There, no way they would fall for each other. But no, it works. It works. Given their situation, they also is not spoiler. Given the situation, what how they're paired up, whatever, it makes sense. Their chemistry works. I kind of feel with you too, Joe. The first two episodes are for, no, the first episode, season episode three, they're in the snow skiing resort one. And the last episode, to me, were the strongest episodes that really worked. However, there's a lot of downtime in between some of the episodes where I was kind of like, okay, where are we going with this? And it's weird. They have a lot of big stars like John Turturro and Ron, Ron Perlman. It's like, oh, look, 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 look at Ron Perlman in a, in, a, in a mainstream project. Been a while, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Hell, Hellboy. Um, but uh, And Paul Dano's, Paul Dano's in it, too. Like again, a lot of great kind of uh, guest stars too that kind of feel underutilized. I get it; it's their show. They want to like make it more more Mr. Mrs. Smith, but I do feel like some of the missions kind of seem kind of just like unbelievable. You're like, yeah, you get caught. You live in New York, so someone, someone record that and put that on TikTok like instantly. And that was to your point yesterday too, Joe. We took this on, on on our voice messages. You were saying that like that you live in New York City, you would get you would get you know outed so quickly and they're supposed, they're supposed to do everything so kind of secretly so secretly and kind of like discreetly but they're pretty out and about doing their missions i'm like 
Yeah, like, like they were like, it it felt like they were like cops chasing a fucking, you know, like a like a criminal, you know, like one of those action cop movies where the female newbie is chasing the guy and the the old guy's like, "What the fuck are you doing, shit?" Yeah, (laughs) you know, like it felt like one of those. Like they were out, like literally, like fist fighting in a lot of these scenes, like some of these scenes where you're just like a little too open. For a spine yeah. fucking show, like and and you you mentioned this the other day that you said uh, as well during our, our voice uh, you know messages is that they really could have gone with a whole other IP or like a different show. It didn't have to be Mister and Mrs. Smith, no, because there is really no relative connection to the movie. Mm-hmm. There's not like there's no mention of. Uh, Brad and Angelina's characters. There's no mention of the companies that worked with. Like it is very much so its own thing. Is it a reboot? It's a reboot, right? It's a reboot. It's a reboot. Yeah, it's a reboot. It's it really it really does not have any ties to the to to the movie. Like it's Mr. And Mrs. Smith. Aiden, she kind of like that whatever too. But like. It could have been called like the spies or like the agency or whatever. Like the Mr. Smith thing is more of like a formality thing that again, you, when you watch it, you'll you'll see what I, we're talking about. But like it's it could have it could have been like its own thing. Like it could have been like their own thing. It didn't have it didn't have to be Mr. Smith, but like given the IP of the name, it's people are like oh, but I remember that movie. I remember, I remember that movie from like what twenty years ago. So I'm like oh yeah, it's a pretty iconic you know, Brad Pitt Angelina Angelina movie. But mm-hmm. it could have been called like. Me and me and my wife, the spy, whatever. It didn't have to be Mr. Mrs. Smith, but like the way they use it makes sense to like of like the agency of like what they're going through and like the background of their characters. Uh, but it didn't really need to be that way. It could have worked on its own. And I think Gambino's, I think Glover's really good at making original IP given, you know, Atlanta or stuff like Swarm, whatever. He's very good at making like his own stuff, very unique stuff. I will say though, it definitely ends on a cliffhanger. That to me, I was kind of like, I do want to see a season two if they do it. Um, mm-hmm. Given the fact that what happens, I'm, I'm going to say, I am intrigued for season two. Um, but I do think the heart of the show is definitely the chemistry between the two of them, and I do, I do like the vibe. Like, it, for Amazon Prime show, uh, for a show like this, it never feels cheap. It feels like a movie at times. It's very cinematic, very theatrical, and I was like, "Cool, I do like that." It has a good budget to it because this could look, this could look cheap as hell, on like on like a Tubi or kind of just like a really like boo boo ass like kind of show. And I'm glad that they gave the actual budget for like the the location, the costumes, the weapons, stuff like to do. But one con I will say too before I end my little review is that I did have a problem with that. Like they never show them training. And like all of a sudden they're like gun experts. I was like, yeah, mm, okay. Like, where was this training at? Where was kind of just like because when when we meet them, they have no gun experience whatsoever. And mm-hmm. oh, they well, just skipped all that. They skipped all has, that. Yeah, has, has training kind of. Well, he had. Yeah, oh, yeah. Right. I, I won't. I won't say who where it came well, from, it, but like, well, it's in the first. Yeah, but I'll, I'll, first episode. I'll keep it. I'll keep it. I'll keep it quiet for now. Uh, just, just okay. Case. 
Dog Glover's character has training, sort of. Not, not, yeah. You, you'll see in the first few episodes. Yeah. The first few. She does not. You'll, yeah, you'll see within the first few minutes of the first episode, they'll explain their backstories to us. And I'm sort oh, of. they do. They, 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 they yeah. do. They, they, they kind of, they slowly unreal the things, whatever. But I, I, I just didn't like some things that were kind of. It felt rushed and uneven at times, where I was like, "Ooh," because given his other shows that he's written and you know performed and other and produced, whatever, they don't ever feel rushed or like uneven. They kind of feel mm-hmm. like, "Hey, like it feels like natural, whatever." But this time I was kind of like, "Oh, it kind of feels a little rushed at certain times." But I would give it a solid seven and a half out of ten. I think it's, I think it's definitely worth seeing if you're a fan of him. Uh, it's a really quick eight episode binge. They go by pretty fast, like forty five minute episodes, and they go by pretty fast. But I just wish there was kind of more fluffed, more to them. I do think things kind of got, things got, got, got like uh, washed over kind of too quickly. Mm. But I do think mm. that you, I think you and Kalen would enjoy it, Nick. I think you and her would definitely watch watch it together. I think I think you would enjoy watching it together. I think, I think that's, that's what me and Z did watch together, and she liked it a lot. Uh, but definitely good, like kind of like you know, date night, watch it at home with your partner, kind of kind of show. Uh, and there's some definitely funny moments to it, but. I definitely want a bit more, given how much I love uh, Charles uh, Donald Glover and love his kind of like writing. Uh, but I'm intrigued, and I do think that he probably will do Lando next because I think he's doing a Lando series with his brother at Disney mm. Plus next, if it happens before Kevin Kennedy cancels that show too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, again, liked it, didn't love it, but there's things I had an issue with. But again, like I said I would definitely watch season two if they made it. I'll say that for sure. Interesting, interesting. Because I like I haven't seen it yet, like I said, but the trailers and obviously the general IP, like it definitely <clears> had me very interested. And it was like I kind of like how the uh, like the style of the trailer and the casting was yeah. very interesting to me. And, and I, you know, like uh, Charles Gambino, like I, I, I love that guy. No, I remember, uh, like I think my my kind of introduction to him was the song uh, Three Thousand and Five. My cousin Trey mm-hmm. said it to me. And it just kind of it was like this this rabbit hole of of all this cool stuff, like especially um, his music career and just like watching how that's like changed and, you know, watching Atlanta and everything like that. Like, like, Doug, to your point, like, it's just he's such a talented guy. Um, He's the only person I recognize in this trailer. So that's the only person I can really speak (laughs) on. But but no, like it it looked really, really cool. And and, um, yeah, I. Yeah, that, that's that's all I got to say. Because I, I, otherwise, I would just be talking about the the Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie one. But if it's just like a whole reboot, it's kind of like, what's the point? Yeah, when you, when you watch it, I want you to talk about it on the show because I feel like you might. I think you. I think you. I think you would probably feel the same way with us. But mm-hmm. I, I I can see you liking it a bit more than we do too. But I do think you're. I think you're gonna be on probably the same page as us because there's a lot to be. There's a lot to take away from the show. Like a lot of good things. Like I said, there's a lot of good like. Uh, cinematography, the action, the actions are done really well, and the, the vibe of all, the vibe of all is really cool. It's done really well. I just mm-hmm. wish they kind of fleshed out a bit more of the story, or like the story arcs were kind of were more developed a bit more because I feel like they kind of got rushed pretty quickly towards the end of this of the season one of season one. But no, I'm looking, for, I'm looking forward to seeing what you think about it because you're right. He's he's just, I mean, he's one of the most most talented, hardworking people right now in the industry. And um, <laughs> this motherfucker don't miss. Not miss. He don't. He does not. He do not. <laughs> he's fucking good. He's fucking good. So he says he's fucking good. In the heat of battle, he don't miss, oh, bro. It's, it's it was funny too. I know Joel will laugh at this too. It's, it's how ahead as I was back then. 
<laughs> yeah, my dad, my dad's favorite show is Community. He loves that show. I used to watch it with him growing up, whatever. And then one day, I heard when 2005 came out, we're all hanging out with some homies, whatever. We, we play that song, and I was like, "Wow, is that the guy from from uh, Community?" And Joel goes, "Yeah, it is. You dumbass." <laughs> 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 and like our, uh, we... our, our, friend, our friend given too was like yeah what the fuck dog and i was like damn i was like wait a second i know he did songs with like you know chance the rapper you know for chicago chance the rapper is like our guy and i was like huh like is that is that him and <laughs> given my friend our friend given and joel were like yeah it is you dumbass and i was like oh shit you're, wow i'm blind the I, only I, time I, me and given have ever been in sync by the way <laughs> <laughs> like in the same like you know mindset that was me i was like oh shit yeah i guess it was uh it is him but uh yeah i, I love that dude if you ever see him live in concert he's a, he's a fantastic performer and he's a beautiful voice i his uh because the internet because the internet album is one of my favorite albums of all time in my top 10 I, I paid good money for that vinyl uh and yeah no it's he's one of the most talented dudes in the biz but all right jay you want to, you want to take us home you want to do our one and ones uh, of the week yeah so let me uh yeah i'll explain the one and ones um so this is for all the new people who are who are coming into a show we haven't done this really <laughs> because <laughs> we've been doing other stuff uh for recommendations in a way uh the one in ones is uh each of us will go around and we'll recommend one movie and one show sometimes it's one two movies or two shows really depends on the person but usually it's one movie show uh just so that you know it, uh that we hope that you will play on your movie list we don't expect you guys to watch it in a, tomorrow today in a week or whatever as long as as long as at one point you do check it out and you do come back to us and you know tell us how you feel about our recommendation uh usually it's shows and movies we feel that are very underrated and people have not seen Sometimes it's very popular things or just new things that we want more and more people to see. So, uh, which one of y'all would like to start off? Dibs. Go ahead, Nick. All right, Nick first. So, um, for my one and one the movie that I'm going to bring up is called Stranger Than Fiction, starring Will Ferrell and Maggie Gyllenhaal. Yeah, like this movie... This movie kind of took me places because, like, based off the trailer, I thought it was just going to be a Will Ferrell comedy. And, you know, I was watching it at my uncle's house and the the story and the plot are both unfolding. And it's it's like, yes, it's that Will Ferrell kind of kind of humor, but it's it's a little subdued. It's more of a of a drama at times. And, you know, it's it's very like heartfelt and just very kind of um, emotionally heavy. But it was it was a very good movie. Queen Latifah's in it. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Emma Emma Thompson. Yep. Mm-hmm. Emma Thompson is in it as well. Great cast um, and great movie. You know, definitely one of those um, kind of feel good movies. It's um, wow. You, you come to think of it, I don't really feel like they they make movies like that anymore. I feel like that They're era not. is is just kind of gone now, which is mm-hmm. a it's just a little uh, melancholic to think about, but. Um, yeah, so uh, Stranger Than Fiction, starring Will Ferrell, Maggie Gyllenhaal, uh, Queen Latifah, Emma Thompson, and was there somebody else? Or was that all? Uh, yeah, uh, Dustin Hoffman. 
Oh, Dustin, Dustin Hoffman. That is correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'd recommend that. And then for my uh, for my show, this is, this is a little show that I kind of stumbled across as a child called Mutant X. And um, the the first time I saw it, I was at my cousin's house and we were just flipping channels. And it was basically like we kind of got to it in the middle of the episode. And it was just, um, you know, super powered people on, you know, Channel 45 TV. Just nothing really special, but something kind of fun to watch. And then um, my my stepdad, like he brought he brought home like some Mutant X DVDs. And then I was like watching it and it was like it was actually a really cool story. It's it's. It's kind of like off-brand X-Men because it's it's people who are like mutants, but they were like humans that were mutated on by this like government um, organization. And so like they're on the run from this government organization. And there's like this Professor X figure, except he doesn't have any powers. He can walk and he does have hair. So in many ways, the opposite, but still like a really fun show. Um um, I was gonna say something else. Oh, and matter of fact, yeah, because I think it is technically a Marvel show, and it is executive produced by Avi Arad, the boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. But um, it's one of those like like very early two thousands, um, like shows where whenever there's a fight scene, everybody just automatically knows kung fu, but they have like interesting powers, and you know they um. They visualize them all in, def- in in different ways, which is kind of interesting to uh, to watch. So, uh, so yeah, so Mutant X for my show and Stranger Than Fiction for my movie. Oh, bro, Stranger Than Fiction is. I love you, Nick, for that. It's so such a good such a good movie, bro. Ugh. That movie goes. That such movie goes. Movie. All right, so all right, so for me, oh man, this is tough because I I think like good shows and movies that I could recommend that we haven't talked about before. Mm. Alright, one for my movie this week. I'm gonna go with a movie that I kind of grew appreci- appreciation for more as I got older, and that is Flight with uh, Denzel Washington Ooh. and and also also Don Cheadle and also uh, John Goodman. It's probably Robert Zemeckis' last good movie, unfortunately. Um, it's, <laughs> it made some pretty shit moves after that, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, it's basically Ooh, about. Yeah. Um, it's basically about uh, uh, a pilot. He uh, he's he's an alcoholic. He's a drug addict, uh, but he's one of the best pilots that you know the airlines ever had. And then one day, the plane, the when the, the, the wings, the the plane uh, malfunctions, uh, he has to basically kind of like save himself and everybody. So it basically, kind of like inverts the plane, and he saves everybody. But like I think four people, including one crew member, passes away. But he's the only pilot that can do it. They put, they did, they did like, they did like uh, test, uh, like um, simulations. They put like actual pilots in, the, in like the simulations thing, like AI kind of stuff, and all of them failed. Like it was like a hundred of them, and the only person that could do it was was Denzel. But like as the days go on, he's a hero. But then you hear things about his past. He's alcoholic. He's a drug addict. He's he's a straight. He's a cheater. You know, he's he's straight from his his kid and his and his ex wife. And it's a, more of a character study on him and like what he's going through under the spotlight. Every news outlet is under the spotlight. But then one day, the uh, when the investigation is going on, they find three te- 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 tequila or vodka. They find three tequila or vodka bottles, like small ones, in the in the cockpit in the, in the garbage can. And now hold on investigation for now the murder of these people, even though he saved 105 of them, but four of them did pass away. It's a great performance by Denzel. Mm-hmm. Really good script. Him and him and um, him. Uh, 
Don Cheadle, Bruce Greenwood, and John Goodman work great together. It's a great ensemble piece, all for them, but it is Denzel's movie, as always. It's a fantastic performance from him, very underrated movie. Um, again, if you, it's a very dark, very heavy, very dark, but if you stick with it, it's a very good character study in the mind of someone that is going through a lot and also one of the guy who was a hero, too. So worth the watch, great screenplay. Uh, and for my show... Okay, I only have done this show before yet, so I'm gonna do. So I'm watching it right now with Zeta. It's called Love Is Blind, and this is a reality TV show. And if you know the Ooh. show, the, this show is something else, man. This show hey, is. Man, I've, uh, I've heard about this show, man. I would love for you and Kalen to watch it with us one day. Cause I would love. Love Is Blind. No, I don't know what that is. So basically, is they take two a bunch of people, right? From like it's like, like the first season was like New York, other one was like Dallas, another one was like I think uh, Houston, whatever. Uh, the last one was like Seattle, um, and they basically you you fly to the show, you get cast or whatever, and then you basically bl- you blind date through a wall, and like you never see anybody, you only hear their voice, and then you prop- and if you like these people, you propose to your you, you propose to your to the person you're talking to without ever seeing them. So they know what you look like. They don't know they they know your name, your name, what you do for work, and other personal stuff. But they have no idea what you look like until after you until after you get engaged. And then from then they go on a honeymoon to like you know, like Mexico or whatever comes to the island. And then at, come back come back from the honeymoon. They live together for the four weeks in a, in a in a in an apartment that Netflix puts them up at. And the four weeks they figure out is love truly blind. And then at the altar they ask. Is love blind? And the girl might say yes, guy might say no, or vice versa, and they part ways. It's very mm. spicy, very spicy, very spicy. <laughs> but like, it gets crazy at time. Like the first season, like the guy, guy didn't tell the girl that he's bisexual, and she goes, yeah, she goes, you, you didn't tell me shit." He goes, "Man, fuck a ring," and like, he fucking throws the rings. Oh my the god! And bro, the girl slaps the shit out of it. Jeez, yo, this shit sounds kind. This show sounds kind of wild. It's wild, bro, and it gets better each season. It gets wilder and wilder. But the first season, like they were like fighting around the honeymoon, and the chick goes, "Man, I do a fucking ring," and like takes the ring and he throws. The- I'm fucking weak. And, bro, she, she literally slapped the shit out of him, and I was like, "Oh my!" On television, but it gets crazy, man. A lot of them are not likable people too, but some of them are likable. But like, a lot of them get married or end up getting divorced. Um. Uh, one one was Chicago actually, Joe. One season was actually Chicago, like by like your dad's old building uh, in Chicago. Damn so it's got, it's, it's very it funny. Uh, but yeah, Love Is Blind is my show of the week, and my movie is uh, Flight. I fucks with that. I'm, I remember um, in, in that movie Flight, he was like, he was like, matter of fact, I'm drunk right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's my part. And, 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 every, and everyone goes, <gasps> and then the fucking yeah. uh, John Goodman's hillbilly, fucking uh, fucking hillbilly ass doing the fucking lines of cocaine with him. <laughs> oh my gosh, what a line though! What a, what a line, literally, literally. <laughs> um. All right. Well, now it's my turn. Um. I. <laughs> I'm gonna start off with my recommendation uh, for a movie called Midnight Runners. It's a Korean movie, uh, South Korean movie, uh, made back in 2017. Sorry, 2017. You can watch it on like Amazon for free with ads, of course. 
because it's on freebie, but so worth it. Not a very long movie either, but a really good movie. It's uh it's about these uh it's about these two guys who in Korea they are, you know, be uh you know, in the police academy to become uh police and one night they go out to the city, um to, you know, go clubbing, you know, try to see stuff and uh then uh before they're leaving they see this cute girl and they're following her to try, you know, build up courage to talk to her, you know. And they start arguing, and the girl gets kidnapped, uh, and they start chasing after the car. Uh, they couldn't catch it. And so they run to the police station, and they report it, and the police really don't care. So, you know, has these guys who are trying to become police and are worried and saw this, they decide to investigate themselves and it becomes a lot larger than what they expected. It's a really good movie. Um, I really highly recommend it. Really good. Again, it's about an hour and some minutes. So again, not very long. Uh, the main two actors, their name are Park Seo Joon. I probably are butchering these uh, these uh, names. And Kang Ha Nul. Uh I don't... I haven't seen Kang in any other movies, but uh, but Park, he was in Parasite, mm -hmm. uh, and he was also in the recent the Marvel movie, the the Marvels mm. the movie, the Marvels. Yeah, he played a character. Let me see here, called Prince Yan. I didn't watch the movie, so I have no idea. But you know, and he's he's if you look at his other stuff, he's he's still acting and he's in quite a few other things. He's a really good actor, they both are. Um so yeah, no, it's a it's a really good movie, funny and of course action packed. There is action and uh fighting in it. I uh yeah, I think it's a great movie. Even if you have to watch it with ads, you could probably find it online at, you know, not so legal sites. Um so, but really great movie. Highly recommend. Definitely enjoy it. The chemistry between the two is is great. It's really like just old friends bickering. It's fun. Um, <laughs> and this one is also this show is also um on Amazon as well. It's called Has Been Hotel. Uh, it's an anime show where basically um they for all migrations. Uh, this one mm -hmm. is my mom would freak if she knew I watched the show because it's set in hell. Um, well, I'm about to tell her after the show, bro. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> my mom will believe me more than she'll believe you. Anyway, that's kind um, of very convincing. <laughs> I'm her child. <laughs> I'm the good one, by the way. I'm the good one. <laughs> No, you, you'd be surprised, man. I got a friend. His his mom liked me more than him. <laughs> That's adorable. Everybody's parents love me more than they do. I don't know. No. In the garden, Who? Who? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's parents. You can ask Doug. Everyone's parents love me. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. Go ahead, Joe. Anyways. Uh, sure, right? Like your parents don't ask about me. Mom Jones, you better get him. It's bullying me. 
Uh, so this one, they changed. So this is an animated show. It was originally, I don't know what country, but it was a Spanish show. Uh, and I guess they redid in an English. It's an animated show. And they changed the story of Adam and Eve a little bit. Basically, uh, God made Adam and Eve and Eve. And Satan, Lucifer, met Eve, and they fell in love, and they wanted, you know, real good for the people. So they're like, you can have all this knowledge if you eat this fruit and try and make, you know, try, you know, have people grow and stuff like that. Uh, uh, And Lucifer and Eve got in trouble because of that and were sent to hell. and, uh, And they had daughter who wants the, their dreams to come true. So she made a hotel called Has Been Hotel, where sinners can be redeemed. Uh, it's a really funny show. Also, by the way, uh, heads up, uh, every, what, every year uh, angels go down into hell because of the overcrowding and kill a bunch of people. Damn. That's part of it, yeah. Um, Detroit. Yeah, and the leader of those angels is Adam himself. Damn. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so it's <laughs> it's a really funny show, though. It's really great, really unexpected, and they actually have really good actors. I've sent you a clip of uh of it, uh, Doug, with uh, Keith David. Up, yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keith, yeah. Keith yeah, yeah, David yeah, yeah. is voice acting in it. That man's in everything voice acting. He just loves doing voice acting. I love this man. He can sing, by the way. There is singing in the show, but it's funny. It's a really good show. It's really, like, well done. I really like it. And the voice voice acting is great. That Keith, Keith David, uh, Stephanie uh, Beatrice from uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. She plays Rosa. Uh, if you guys know who that is, she's been a few other things as well. And, uh, yeah, just quite a few other people, um, you know, doing the show. It's really good, really enjoyable. One season all on Amazon Prime. So I highly recommend you guys check these two things out. I, I, I loved them both. I highly recommend. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> But it's the place on like like Detroit almost of how bad it was. <laughs> it's worse. <laughs> There's oh, cannibals. Um, you yeah, know, boy. yeah. I'm surprised they didn't make a make a joke towards a certain actor. Oh, you mean anyways? Uh, you, mean, you mean the Lone Ranger Army Hammer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Coupled by your cannibalism. Yep. <laughs> Anyways, that that's uh that's our one and ones. Uh before we fully close out, uh let's uh Nick, uh would you like to shout yourself out? Yeah, you can find me on YouTube at Dining Vision and on Instagram at Dining Vision, all one word, all lowercase. Uh, like I said, you can find me on YouTube, Instagram, and anywhere else that you can listen to podcasts. All right, Doug. Yeah, guys, you can find me always, of course, on my personal pages at the Young Jones on Instagram, also on X or Twitter, uh, Capri underscore Sun S O N, and you can find our show socials at Midway Avenue Productions on YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok.
And you can find me on twitch.tv at the OG Kevin Uh I just re-download Apex because my friends are going to play. So if you want to see me get sweaty and have stupid conversations with my friends, you can join, uh, see that. And I also recently just downloaded uh, Resident Evil 2. So uh, for all the people that have been here since the beginning, you know I don't like horror. So uh, if you want to see me scream like a little bitch... Go ahead and follow me there. Uh, oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. And then you can find Moses' links in our link tree on our uh, podcast uh, Instagram. Yep. As well as Nick's uh, links. No, as well as Nick's links as well. Your link, Nick's links, as well as Moses' links. All, all our links link are on the link tree. Yes. Right. Linkception, baby. Link fuckingception. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, I just want to say thank you for joining us on our verbal journey through our thoughts, opinions, um, views, and mad ramblings, TV shows, and actors we love and hate. Um, we thoroughly enjoy this, and we do hope you guys join us next, next, uh, the next episode, hopefully next week. Yeah, we, we never know, um, because, you know, life, um, but hopefully you come back and you join us. Hopefully you bring your friends and families along to, uh, you know, spark some conversation. This place is a safe space. It's a safe community for you, for movie lovers like us to have their own thoughts and opinions. Whether you agree with us or not, we'd love to hear them because, you know, we, uh, you know, uh, everything's uh, based on opinion. So whatever you guys think about certain movies, we like it or not, is okay and safe. And we encourage you guys to step out and say and talk about the things that you love and and also hate, as we you know definitely do. Um, please follow and follow us on our podcast and our instagram and also you know leave us reviews that definitely does help the show so much and uh also please don't be scared to comment about the show on our instagram we'd love to have a discourse with you guys and to know what you guys think about our show as well anyways uh have a good day afternoon night stay safe we love you guys Deuces. love you